guys and girls, and we're back. Welcome to episode 136 of the F Reality Podcast. These last few weeks, they felt like a really, really long time. All of a sudden, I've got all this spare time on my hands. I don't know about you guys. How have you felt about being away for the last few weeks? It's so weird. It's so weird not to not to be in the yeah. podcast. No, like you, you, we always have something to do on Saturdays, and all of a sudden, it's like not there. So for yeah, me, it was weird. Although we 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 did meet up and we did work behind the scenes, so we still had that kind of structure, but still yeah yeah we, we didn't have you guys, guys though we didn't have the, we didn't have you guys to hang out with us it was just the four of us it just felt empty so yeah. empty quite yeah. boring without them those funny yeah. little animals they are yeah let us know you fuzzy animals if you've uh, missed us in the chat lets us know that you care uh but our batteries are fully recharged now we've tweaked the show a little bit uh behind the scenes and we're ready for another 136 episodes <laughs> i don't know if you guys are whoa, whoa, okay um, okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, Make, so coming next up to, break in 136 episodes. <laughs> exactly. We, we schedule it every 136 episodes. Um, <laughs> so coming up today uh, in the news, we're going to be talking about Oculus Connect 7 being cancelled, a new accessory from Rebuff Reality to level up your headset's audio, and some awesome Half-Life Alex mods. Then we're going to be diving into our hot topic this week, which is about Magic Leap, as they've recently had to lay off a lot of their staff as they're switching their focus away from a consumer device. And then finally, Zim has got some releases for you to look forward to, so stay tuned until the end of the show for the newly moved releases section. I wonder how many of you were thrown off by this new intro, by the way, because uh, normally I say the same thing over and over again every single show, but we're going to be mixing up from here on out, so keeping you on your toes. Um, so before we get into these juicy, juicy VR topics, let's say hello to the team and find out what's been their highlight in VR over the last few weeks. And first up to the plate, this guy loves to go back to the future in virtual reality and relive those days of playing retro video games as a kid, although it wasn't that long ago. So our Frisian friend is, of course, Nathy. How are you? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good. Also, Mike's intro is like the definition of insanity. It's just the same thing over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I, I just thought like, well, you know, if you're an audio listener and you have to listen to that minute over and over again for 136 episodes, it's going to get a bit monotonous. So time to spice up a little bit. Let us True. know if you appreciate that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Feedback is always, uh, always welcome. And mm. um, you're right. I played um, Pixel Ripped 95, but we're going to talk about it later. So stay tuned. Yes, yes. Looking forward to hearing uh, everyone's thoughts on that because I think uh, a few of us played it. Wait, so did I say 95? I said 95. Huh? 95. Yeah, that's <laughs> how you say it now. I only uh, available on I the did, Vive. I did not play on the Vive, though, so... Hmm. No. <laughs> the new sequel. No, but yeah, we're going to try and <laughs> stop like uh, talking about topics twice, and that's why if we're going to be talking something about something later on, we're not going to be talking about it again in yeah, the that, intro, that, That's so. why you see uh, me being with my head against the wall at the moment. Yeah, we're trying to streamline the show. Streamline. That's what we're doing. We're cutting the fat here, guys. Wait a second. Does that does that mean I can use my leather whip? Sometimes. <laughs> Only sometimes. sometimes. That's for uh, after the podcast, Sim. Yeah. yeah not, that's not that's for your, your personal live streams. Um, <laughs> so next up, this guy loves to floor it down the country lanes, but he is the only rally driver that I know that likes to bring his cat along for the ride. It's a VR streamer. SimTalk5. How are you, man? <laughs> what has been your highlight over the last uh, few weeks while we've been away? Well, I, 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 you, you picked it, actually. Uh, you yeah. picked it. My, my, my highlight was feeling like very, very, very seldom uh, do I as a streamer go into uh, streaming and feeling kind of feeling naked. 
like like the world's watching you, you know? Like I've had it before. You know, you have you, you guys have been there, right? You have hundreds or thousands of people watching you in your equivalently your bedroom or your studio. And um, you know, that can that can initially feel like almost like you're standing there, you know, butt naked. But then it it fades and you don't get that kind of same kick anymore. So you have to go looking for other things to do. So uh so so I green screened my feet. Um and for those who <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, why the feck would you green screen your feet? It, a lot of a lot of professional uh, sim racers will uh-huh. show their pedals so that when uh-huh. you're doing fancy stuff like brake and accelerator at the same time, one of these jobs where you're like flicking your heel to the side, toe kick. Okay, um, so I, I get why the professionals do it to show off their knee tricks, but why did you do it? <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. I can't have, I don't have a comeback for that. But I, I'll tell you why I did it. Because about five years ago, I was doing a Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, my first ever green screen, and I put a, I painted a board green, and I stuck it in the window, and I spent about two hours working this stupid thing out so I could do a, a two-second jump scare for the stream. It didn't work out too well, but it did work. It was like a picture of my window, but it wasn't actually my window. And then I had Freddy from that jump up in the window, like outside, which was like second floor. So it's obviously impossible to put something on. Anyway, long story short, I green screened my feet. Uh, I got some weird people in chat ogling over my feet. That certainly felt a bit odd. Uh, you know, so so I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> it's not for the faint hearted. And it just, I felt naked, you know, like people are looking at my driving like usually the wheel and the shifter is bad enough, but when they're checking out your footwork, it's like another level of like fear of like, oh my god, I am being judged here. And then after a while, I kind of let my guard down. And that's of course when my cat Zoe decided to march into the scene, very, very wonderfully clipped by uh, Doctor Oculus. Thank you for the clip. Uh, my cat sat smack in the front of the camera, looked straight at the camera, stole uh, all of the all the stardom. For that, I don't it, know, thirty yeah. seconds. It was such a great, it was such a great clip. It was such a great clip to watch. So I'd urge you to go check it out. It's just like randomly a cat walks in stream. You don't expect yeah. it. This, this is why. Funny. This is why uh, Mike's dog is never, you know, exactly allowed yeah. to. Uh... Exactly. She she has to stay downstairs. But bless her. she would make way too much noise as well. The, the funny thing is, like we we have a we have a a colorful history. The last time Zoe appeared on uh, on a VR game stream, and there was something memorable. I was playing Alien Isolation back in 2014 or 2015, and uh, there was aliens running around the room, and she she used to love to nuzzle up against my face. Mm. So she did that shortly after an alien did it, and I freaked out. So this cat, she knows how to get on stream attention, unlike my other cat who almost never appears, Walter. So there you go. Nice, <laughs> nice. And that was Dirt Rally 2 you were playing, was it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I decided to kind of pit Dirt Rally 1 and Dirt Rally 2 against each other to see if they were good. I usually like to... Like, let things bake in the oven. Let devs patch stuff out that's broken, mm. like we did with, like, Half-Life. And, uh, and Dirt Rally 2 runs a lot better. But I got to say, Dirt Rally 1 still takes it uh, between the two of them. Interesting. It, it runs smoother. It ends up looking better. Um, there, there is a trick you can do, uh, for those racers out there, with asynchronous space warp, forcing to 45 frames, and then jacking, basically, your settings up. And it runs very well. Uh, for the majority of the drive. So that's what a lot of people are doing. I didn't particularly like that, although it looks pretty and it runs smooth. Um, so Dirt Rally 1 takes the championship. But uh, nice. uh, I still Dirt want Rally that, 2 is still a good game. I still want that game to be multiplayer. So you can just sit next to the person in VR and yeah. then hope that you're not going to crash while you're reading oh, out the... Uh, 
Huh? That's going to be horrible for the for the whoever's going to be like the passenger exactly. because you're not in control no, of the no. car. No, you're just like watching <laughs> oh. and hoping for the best. No. I would do no. that. Nadine and I wanted to do that once when when, they, when we did like a it was a PSVR thing. Yeah. Um, and I got lucky there. That'll be my last thing I say. I got lucky with um, uh, with PlayStation Move controllers. Like they're at the moment they're retailing 130 quid on like what? Amazon and that for a pair of them. But there was I was watching this for like a month because I'm like I gotta play. Like, yeah, everything, Skyrim and all that stuff. And finally, I nabbed a set for, like, the usual price, which is, like, 70 quid. So I, I felt very good there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. They're probably black market, though. I don't know. Wow. So, nice one. Nice one, Zim. Um, next up, you don't want to mess with this next guy. He doesn't have a stronger brother, but he does have a best friend called Jeff. It's the one and only Rowdy VR. How you doing, dude? And what was I'm your doing highlight? all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I, f- I managed to finish Half-Life. But what I actually mm. wanted to highlight was nothing to do with gaming this week. Uh, since I, I listened to a, a couple of other podcasts as well. And one of them is called uh, Data Quest. And they recently had someone on who was doing um, uh, a data science kind of topic in uh, automation of uh, uh, driverless vehicles. So he would actually try to um, demonstrate how to optimize the kind of traffic system in order for uh, for driverless cars to be navigating through that more quickly. And one of his topics was that he uh, had to monitor people crossing the road. But he came across a problem because he couldn't actually physically, you know, tell people, you know, cross the road and, uh, you know, just see if the car stops and what his reaction time is and that. So he developed this entire program in virtual reality. Oh, and yeah. he he made a study about it, and he it was very interesting to to hear it. Uh, I haven't read the paper yet, uh, but what he basically managed to do was to uh, use virtual reality in order to see how people would react to driverless cars, since that's a little bit mm. the other way around. So normally you have driverless cars that need to react to people, and he found one very interesting problem. He said um, we had a lot of kids that came to trial because it was virtual reality, it was new, and a lot of the kids would start playing around with the driverless cars in virtual reality. They would like jump in front of them to see if they would stop, uh, and then if they would like continue on the road again but then walk back again so the driverless car kept on stopping and kept on stopping couldn't go through which was one of the problems that he highlighted with with driverless cars that we haven't really figured out yet and he was developing systems in order to 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 circumvent that but very interesting kind of stuff and again another technology where you see that virtuality has uh kind of like a grip on or a potential in which i think is is very interesting I love, I love this. You can take the scientist out of the lab, but you can't take the lab out of the scientist. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's always doing some research. You know, yeah. Forget games. Let, let's, let's dive in some research. No, that's awesome. This is actually really, really cool, interesting uh, study. Uh, absolutely. But like you say, like we're not ready for it. You know, the technology might be there, but we don't know how to to deal with yeah, it ourselves. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, so if you don't know who I am, uh, my name is Mike uh, from Virtual Reality Oasis. Uh, but before we get into what I played uh, this week, uh, what have the chat been playing? Yeah, so uh, let's dive deeper down the rabbit hole, shall we? So (laughs) I'm going to start with someone who's called Shaggy. And no, this is not not from Scooby-Doo. This is this not is the diff- Shaggy. No, you know, is, it wasn't me. No, this is a different. Oh, was that me? Okay, focus, focus. Here we go. So Shaggy, Shaggy played uh, Carnage Chronicles. And the mm. X Machine, eh? So it's not a bad combination, right? And then uh, we also have uh, Watto UK. He's back on track as well. Um, he says too much to list, but uh, 
Apparently he finished the room VR and Defector last week. What a brave soul. And uh, also played uh, lots of uh, DCS. With all the DLCs uh, that are free to play until the, the moment, end yeah. of the month. And th mm. those are expensive. They're so, very uh, expensive. So that, that that's nice. So if you're into uh, flight simulators, flight right? Yeah. Yep. Then... Um, then uh, check it out. Um, then we have DLG27. He says that he has been uh, playing Batman Arkham Asylum with Varp X. And uh, yes. yeah, with Varp X, you can turn uh, a lot of pancake games into third person uh, uh, titles because mm. this is not a first person uh, game, as far as I know. So not bad, not bad. Uh, uh, then we have uh, Dave, who played Red Matter, Poker Stars, VR, Real VR Fishing. And uh, no, that that that's all he played on the Oculus Quest. All of them on the Quest. Nice, nice. Uh, I can imagine VR fishing is like a super chill one to play right now. You know, just hang out by the lake, catch some fish, yeah, crack fish, open a couple of beers. Yeah, well, I mean, during quarantine, like fishing is one of the mm. most popular things people are doing uh, at the moment. Uh, and then we have another Dave, the one and only Psycho Dave, <laughs> who uh, who played uh, uh, Asgard's Wrath. And uh, Pixel Rip 1995 played a new update of Death Horizon, Pokemon VR, new update in Dead and Buried 2, LAX Crisis, Frigate. Uh, we could go on forever. He played everything. Um, basically. He played. He played. He played the entire library from 2016 <laughs> to now. Yeah. Congrats. Well done. Well oh, done. And all the Oculus Share demos too. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Well, thank you very much for sharing that, dude. Yeah. No problem. Um, so talking about my highlight uh, of the past few weeks, um, it has been without doubt has to be uh, Baby Shark VR. Oh. Um, I, felt, <laughs> I felt like it's really brought a, a classic song to life in virtual reality, actually. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Of course not. No, in all, in all joke, uh, joking aside, uh, my, my highlight uh, has been uh, the Room VR. And I know a lot of people have been playing this in the chat as well. Um, for those of you that don't know about uh, the Room series, uh, it's, it's a well-renowned puzzle series. It started on mobile, sort of like on on iOS and Android devices. It's since then it's been adapted to PC, so you can play it on a PC pancake monitor now. Um, but they've also developed this VR game, which is built from the ground up, you know, in virtual reality, uh, called the Room VR, uh, a dark matter. Now the uh, environments and puzzle design of this game are like second to none, and the best I've seen since I would say Red Matter, which I know other people wow. have been playing in the chat as well, yeah. uh, because that's another puzzle game which I absolutely adore. Um, but the Room VR it, it takes place in uh, Victorian London, where you kind of got to solve the mystery of the disappearance of this professor who's looking into like ancient Egyptian artifacts. And it's got this um, really interesting puzzle mechanics, um, such as like an eyepiece, which you can toggle, which is like a filter almost, if you think of it like a phone filter. Oh. And then you can see hidden uh, text and objects in the game world, which is really uh, a really cool mechanic. Uh, and the game itself can actually be really challenging at times. You know, it's probably one of the, the most challenging puzzle games I've tried in virtual reality so far. Mm. But they've always got kind of a logical solution to the puzzles. So it often just requires like a, a step back you know, take into account what's in front of you again and, and go at it again. And you generally sort of come to a conclusion. Yeah. So um, what you're saying is that this game is so good because of the fact how they have thought about how you puzzle around throughout the game. Because I played it too. And from the, let's say, visual side of things and also gameplay mechanics, it's quite arcadey. Uh, it, it, of course, is originally a mobile title. So that makes sense. Uh, mm -hmm. th that's fine but yeah like I totally agree with you from the 
let's say the blueprint of this game, how you solve things, how you see things at a certain moment in time is genius. And that's something you haven't seen much in VR yet. Yeah, absolutely. And and the great thing is, like, if, if you're not particularly good at puzzle games, it doesn't matter so much because they've got this really clever mm. hint system baked into the menu, like the inventory menu. So if you get stuck, you can ask for a hint and there's three levels of hints. So it will just kind of give you a faint clue at the beginning and then it and then it will give you a timer. So you can't just spam all the hints. <laughs> it will like give it it will give you it to, to you on a cooldown, and then you have to wait for the next one. So it really encourages you yeah. to kind of figure it out yourself. So it's very clever design there in terms of the hint system. Mm. Um, some things I will say is that it's teleportation only, which might mm. put some people off. Yep. Um, but I think with this specific type of game, it works well to streamline the gameplay because otherwise you would try you would be trying to interact with everything on the walls and everything else in the world that is kind of irrelevant um yeah, it keeps you focused yeah exactly and i would also say that it's relatively short at around four hours um but it's solid four quite, hour quite a good looker mike oh yeah it looks great on pc um it looks good on quest as well obviously that they've they've had to sacrifice some of the visuals on quest though but it's nice to see it's that they've decent. got a really a high-res PC version, and also it's available available for PSVR as well, so uh, everyone can uh, enjoy this game. Yeah. And for me, I, you know, I just hope it's the first in the series of mm. more uh, the Room VR games from that team, because uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. If you nice. if you're in a situation of having a Rift and a Quest, are the puzzles quite? Do they use the verticality, the the, the kind of room scale element? I know it's teleport, but mm. is it an advantage to play on the Quest for comfort? I wouldn't say so. Um, no, I wouldn't say so. It doesn't really make much difference playing between the two other than the visuals, really. Um, obviously, you can step into the environment, but everything, because it's like node teleportation based, they put you right in the spot other yeah. than just simply it's, turning around in your play space. That's about it. It's like a step to the left, step to, to the right. And uh, what I noticed, because I did try to uh, room scale a little bit, um, there are boundaries. So uh, if you go too far, then you have to go back to the to the spot. So... They push you back. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. In the in the chat, they're saying, uh, for example, gaming science teacher said, uh, "Damn, I just spent three hours in just one chapter." And also, Paradise <laughs> Decay says, "I play for around six hours. I thought I had finished the game, but it was just the first level." So you're right <laughs> in saying oh that the puzzles aren't like that easy. <laughs> Mike's the puzzle guy, though, so be careful. Yeah. If you if yeah. you tread into stuff, he's he's pretty yeah. sharp. It, so it, it it has this like this game has a nice vibe to it where. You're kind of like a detective, but you're also Indiana Jones and, and Tomb Raider in this puzzly world. And, and, and I feel like that whole um, genre and that, that vibe hasn't been explored that much. Mm. Uh, because it's always like escape rooms where there's like a murderer uh, getting into your place and you have to like uh, solve puzzles within a certain time uh, frame. So yeah, this is this is unique in 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 many ways. So so it's yeah. just called the room, or is it the, the, room, VR, the room VR and another a dark kind of matter? I, how is it called? A dark matter. The room VR, a dark matter. Yeah. Yep. That's the one. And the thing is, like, you know, with people saying in the chat that they spent six hours, that's the thing. You know, there is no time limit. You can just spend as long as you need to, to solve these puzzles. But the hint system, like I said, is, is very well thought out. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. And it's a great way for me, you know, to take my mind off things completely with everything going on in the world right now. So, for yeah. a second there, I thought you were going to recommend it as a relaxation app. I'm like, that, no, not a puzzle <laughs> it is, game. It is, it is a little creepy, so you have been warned. It just is a, a bit creepy. Paradise Decay is, Gay is creepy. saying that if you like puzzle games, then uh, Zing, I think that's how you pronounce it. Zing, the land beyond. 
We're crossing. I knew PD was going to say that. I knew PD was going to say that. He's been hounding me for years now (laughs) to play Zing. Bro. Uh, I I played it. I found it. um, It's pretty, but it's like... It's going to take, you got to take time with it, you know? Yeah. It's like Agiteer that way. It's like, you yeah. got to, you're going to have to sink some time to be able to complete that one. We won't talk about Shadow Point, will we, Zim? Because <laughs> I don't think you finished that one. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Damn it. I'll have to go back to that yeah. now. He's still, he's still stuck in the pendulum. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Um, uh, so anyway, that's what we played pendulum. this week. Yeah. So uh, as you as you probably can see, we we streamlined the intro a little bit, so uh, we can get straight into some juicy juicy news because I know that's what you all love yes. and that's what you came here for. So let's get into it. But well, actually, before we get into the news, I want to say something. <laughs> you lied else. to us. Yeah, I did. I lied. Sorry. Um, I want to say thank you. Actually, I want to say thank you to everyone uh, that gave us feedback on how you would like to see the show improved in the future. Um, we had some great feedback, by the way, uh, particularly on Reddit, where some people really went really in depth with some feedback there which was a uh, really really appreciated mm. um and we, we we talked about every bit of feedback that we got uh, behind the scenes because like uh, these guys said we met up over the last couple of weeks even though we weren't going live we wanted to talk about how we could uh, improve the show um so we discussed all that the most the most popular request by far has to be to have more guests on the show um and it's something that we've all agreed on something that we're actively working on right now and we've already actually lined up a pre-recorded interview, uh, which is going to be really interesting uh, coming soon in the near future. Um, Some other things that have happened whilst we've been away, uh, which has kind of been interesting as well, uh, was that we were ranked uh, as the fourth most influential outlet in VR in 2020 by base reality, which is like an incredible accolade. Uh, So thank you very much to them because, you know, we were amongst true legends of the VR industry. Yeah. So to be ranked fourth was, uh, was a really, really nice touch. So we really appreciate that. Um, but also something else I want to talk about, and we will mention it again at the end of the show, is that the F-Reality team as a team combined um, were featured in the brand new game Pixel Rip 1995, yeah. which is amazing, you know. Uh, so we're forever immortalized in that game now. And, and uh, we, so if we, we look, tweeted it, right? It's, yeah, uh, we did. We tweeted a, it out. If, if you want to see how it looks, it's available on our, on our Twitter account. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and basically, it's like it's like a magazine cover. Uh, looks like a, a retro boy band group, um, but it's us, the F Reality crew, together on a on a cover of a magazine in the game. So you know what we got to do yeah. now, Mike? We're gonna have to put out an album. We're just gonna have to put <laughs> out an album. We we got the pose already. <laughs> well, every, every, everyone can sing nowadays, so I'm sure we can pull it off. Oh, I, I am awful at karaoke. Like, <laughs> I, I think I remember Zim like suggesting going to karaoke when we were out in no. California once. No, 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 it was not me. I fucking hate karaoke. No, no. It sounds like not. something that you would recommend. It does. I know that you love crazy stuff. I do like crazy stuff, but no, yeah, was not me. Okay. No karaoke from us yet, unfortunately. Um, So yeah, thanks again to everyone that supports the show and gave us uh, that detailed feedback. Uh, We really, really appreciate it. So happy we didn't get roasted in the end. Yeah, actually, everyone was super nice. Like, I was quite concerned putting it out on Reddit. You know, you never know what you're going to get when you put things out on Reddit, especially when it's something so personal and something so close we we care so dearly about. It's almost putting your child out there, you know, on a beauty show or something like that, and everyone says it's it's, it's, it's an ugly kid or something. It's it's horrible. (laughs) Um, So... So yeah, I was really happy actually that everyone was super nice. But so I think like it, the surprising thing is that like also the community is that we weren't expecting to respond as positively 
responded the, the most. Like, and, and this is something that mm. used to surprise me with dev teams. The dev teams who I tend to establish good working relationships with are the ones who I've given the most critical feedback to, which I never thought in the longest time would be the case, but it, it seems to be that way. So worked as well for us. But thank you, everybody, and I hope you like the look of the new layout for those of you um, watching. Put a lot of effort into that one, and uh, I think we've got a good format here. Just wait until you start to see some trailers running. I love the new wide. You're going to see it in a moment. Um, and also, we have we have a guest spot designed, as Mike said. So we are literally now primed and ready. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And well, there you go. if yeah. you're listening to this show and you want to see it, then, well, we're also on YouTube. So And, yeah. and you better like it, because if there's any changes needed, it's going to take another 136 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically what we've got now is you're stuck with for now, <laughs> for another 136 episodes, exactly. <laughs> so enjoy. Right, so let's get into some news then. First bit of news this week is about Oculus Connect 7, which has been cancelled. Well, the physical event, at least, have been ca- has been cancelled. So Oculus uh, released a short blog post uh, recently stating, uh, Every year, Oculus Connect brings together developers, content creators, marketers, and more to celebrate the VR industry's momentum and growth. Mm-hmm. In light of the evolving public health risks related to COVID-19, we've decided to shift Oculus Connect 7 to a digital format later this year. So... I totally understand why, of course, but out of all the events that have been cancelled this year, I think this is the one that I'm most guided about. Um, And it's not just that we're going to miss checking out the new VR hardware and games and stuff like that. It's just that it's this one time of the year that the whole VR industry, it seems, gets together in California and we all get to hang out in real life. And including us as the F-Reality team as well, like we all get to meet up in real life, which doesn't happen very often, right? So Oculus Connect is kind of one of the few events that happen. Exactly. And and a lot of people might not know that, but the VR community, as as most of us know, it's is a fairly tight knit community still. It's it's fairly mm. small still if you compare it to like the bigger gaming market. So literally everyone on that show floor basically knows one another. Mm. And I think that's such an amazing event then to bring people yeah. together because they get to talk to each other. And a lot of those people, even dev studios, they're like very good friends. That's why you see so so many collaborations between different kind of dev studios. And for that not to happen now is a is a is a real shame. Just on yeah. a, on a on a personal level, yeah, 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 that's true. And uh, like going back to a few episodes, we were laughing about this idea of being robots <laughs> on the show and not yeah. participating. You know, when things yeah. were still funny. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe maybe that's Those not a, maybe that's not a bad idea anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. It would be a great exactly. Opportunity to do to, uh, <laughs> some kind of virtual show. Hey. Guys, I've already done it. I've already driven a robot remotely. It's fine. I'm, I, I can crew <laughs> can us. I'll, I'll get us sorted. Yeah. I'll talk to the guys, you know, and we'll be yeah. just... Yeah. Be I, I, if, Zim can, if Zim can fix the issues in Chernobyl remotely, then we're, you know, we can <laughs> isn't do there, this. Isn't there a forest fire right now there? Uh, yeah, I heard Zim? about that. Yeah. Is there? <laughs> Wasn't me. Wow. Wasn't me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Zim's robot out But, but uh, I totally agree. You know, I, I think it's, 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 it's a real shame. But as you said, there's a good reason for it. Um, and, mm-hmm. and now you also get to realize how of a privilege it is to have, uh, well, first of all, to get invited and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and going there. But then also having uh, an event where everyone from the industry can come together because there aren't that many conventions where you're seeing everyone and Oculus Connect, even though it's called Oculus, Everyone is there from HTC to Oculus to Google to, you know, everyone comes there because that's the main spot at the moment. So that's why it's hitting so hard uh, because yeah. it's it's, it's yeah. the major one. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing that we've loved doing at that event is doing a podcast live from the show yeah. floor. Yeah. We've done that 
for the last two years there, and it's been really fun. Um, so we're not quite sure what's going to happen in terms of this new digital format. Um, I think it'll probably be a live stream or something similar, yeah. I guess. Um, but we'll try to do something still around the event. Uh, it normally takes place around September, so we'll announce something near the time when we know more about it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so we've seen a lot of people suggesting, like you guys said, that maybe transitioning the show to VR might be a good idea and, and possibly even using their new platform to host parts of the show obviously horizon you know facebook horizon being their new baby that they're working on right now uh -huh. what do you guys think of that idea would you go to like an <laughs> oculus connect in vr using horizon uh oh so you mean like visiting the event in digital form i would definitely so that you're embodied how... i think yeah. that makes sense yeah so, so say like you know I, I, you know carmack might not be there this this show but if you can just <laughs> imagine carmack you know with his avatar on on a stage and then like a, a crowd of people would you would you like to see a, a keynote delivered that yeah, way? Just to see how they did it, like mm. because again, like if you if you do a VR event, there is still a border that people will, are more likely to cross on a virtuality event, like getting on the stage, for example, uh, trying to get on the stage uh, with Carmack taking pictures or throwing things around. Uh, like I kind of want to see how his <laughs> Facebook Car Carmack throwing things around or other people no, no, throwing like things people around in the, in, the, in the in the audience, and so uh -huh. to speak. That's, I'm wondering that's, that's how, they're what gonna, I how they're going to make this an event that is like uh, interesting for the people that really want to see Karma talking and also f interesting for the people that just want to see uh, what what can I mess around with this place? Uh, what can I do here? What can I do there? Um, yeah. I you think don't it's that, difficult well, to find don't that stable that, platform yet, right? I mean, that's, that, that's one of the problems. Yeah. You don't have people who've like normalized to a platform um, yeah. and they're not... because. The second you get into a, a room in VR, the first thing people do is they they chuck stuff everywhere. Like mm -hmm. most most VR games, it's like let me make a mess, and then <laughs> and then you kind of calm down and you yeah. just like okay, now what can I do? Um, and I think that I've seen that in every social platform, everything, all space yeah. and That's VR chat I mean. and all that how stuff. Is, how is Facebook gonna try and manage that? Because if they mm. do an actual it's a professional event. It's a real balance, well, though, because well, like you also don't want to um, like one of the things that I remember in going to Alt Space event with like Bill Nye, for example. Um, you you can feel detached, like the multi instancing is something that really feels detached. Whereas like getting to get up close and personal with Carmack is something that you know we're all going to remember. You know, same thing with Lucky and other you know main main figures. And I think that the virtual side needs to kind of respect that. And maybe enable that as well. I've seen it done. Like the mm -hmm. way VR did a great mm -hmm. job. You walk up to an artist, you can talk to them. It's their digital avatar, but you can still get that feeling of like human to human contact. I really exactly. don't like multi-instancing and I hope they stay away from that. And I think going back to what you said, Rowdy, about like um, people shouting and trying to interrupt the show, because we actually had that last year at Oculus Connect. Can you remember? Like, yeah. I think Hugo Barrow was on stage and someone was just like screaming, like they were just beyond hyped in, in the in the audience. And I think someone had to drag them out from security. But I guess like doing it in VR, was it Viper? at least you could just like, it, it sounded like Viper, but he was sitting right next to us. So I knew it wasn't okay, him. Okay. Uh, although he did get ejected yeah, he for did, wearing his Deadpool outfit. He did get yeah. dragged out. He did. <laughs> Bless his heart. Um, but at least with a VR, at least you could just like mute that person, you know, if you're a moderator or something like that. Or you could have a boundary system where they can't jump on stage or something like that. So I think yeah. it would be interesting. Um, I just, I just like what I just hope is that it will get communicated up front as early as possible. And so yeah. we can, so we know what we can expect. Yeah. If they're going to play, yeah. play a video live, like, like Nintendo Direct, and that's kind of what we get, fine. But just communicate it up front. Not that like a few days before we're like, 
Okay, so it's going to happen, but it's going to be a secret or a surprise. Yeah, I think, you know, like doing it um, like in a traditional video format is obviously, I think that's a smart way of doing it. But also, you know, doing something in VR would be interesting as well, yeah, especially no, like using Horizon. If they launched Horizon just before yeah. and then they use that as like the kind of test for their system, I think that'd be mm. really smart. But also a great way to keep the social aspect of the event alive because... You know, watching a live stream, you miss all that kind of like one-to-one contact with developers. And that's like part of like the amazing thing about going to connect is like this connection that you get with other people, right? And and forming those kind of relationships, which then often end up being business relationships later on down the road. Because I think, you know, out of all the people that I've met at Connect, it's always the one that I've met in the pub or, you know, the drinks afterwards that have ended up actually going somewhere yeah. in terms of working together in the future. So I think keeping that social aspect alive with a, with a virtual event would be interesting. Well, and and, and that is we'll what I mean like with, you can't just turn all the interaction off. You can't, like, for example, say, oh, we're going to make sure that nobody can, like, stand up in the crowd or, like, you know, you can limit certain things. But if you limit too much again, it becomes yeah. very distance, very distancing kind mm. of thing. Yeah. And I don't think that that, that is really what, what we want from it. Well, so that's why you, I say I'm interested in seeing what Facebook will do with this in order to keep getting some kind of personal level, but mm, keeping yeah. it in control so that they still have hands on with the event yeah. itself. If, There's another if, side to that, though, right? Like, I mean, uh, this has just occurred to me, but like, um, are you going to feel comfortable having an adamant conversation on the side that before wasn't being recorded and monitored by, you know, Facebook and that. Like with a dev, if you're if you're speaking disparagingly, uh, you know, about Oculus or Facebook, do you really want to do that in their app when they're listening? You know, I, I think it's most most of us are just, you know, honest truth sayers. Right. But I think there some people will be like, I'm going to go find another platform and, uh, you know, let's go meet in Altspace yeah. or let's go meet in VR yeah. chat because they won't want to be monitored in that way. No. Um, it's, it's interesting. With, with it's a really interesting point. Well, yeah. Just general yeah. Facebook. But yeah, sure. But I mean, there's things you wouldn't say on Facebook, I'm sure. But but looking at it, it's a one way street. They have to do something in VR because you you made the Oculus Rift, you made the Rift S, you made the Quest. So those users are usually uh, getting attracted to watch uh, Oculus Connect. But now it's the entire industry that wants access. So they have to do something with VR. They don't. They let everyone down because in the end, that's what innovation is all about. And that's what why they are in the VR scene. Uh, it's mm. it's just that the pressure is going to be real for them because this is all very last minute because for a while they thought it's going to happen anyways. If you look at all the other events, E3 and MWC, some of them were canceled just a few weeks before it was actually happening. Of course, now they learned so much from what's happening in the world, so they had more time. But then still, they didn't have a plan B. They were just expecting this t- event to happen physically. And then going from Oculus venues that they usually always had ready to go for everyone is, is not gonna do it. It's not yeah. gonna do it. If you, again, if the whole industry and not just consumers wanna tune in, you gotta bring them into the virtual world and do yeah. something. And if that's gonna, hopefully that's gonna happen and also in a good way. And the, the, but, they have uh, a the technical challenge on this as well, like bringing people together. I mean, we've seen it before with past Connect events. Like, you can't have a, a supported Rift Go quest out there that isn't going to be able to join this event. Like, surely you're a world leader in, in, in VR and you're not going to support one of your headsets? That's an immediate news line. Like, if they're, they're, they're taking a very brave foot forward saying, you know, we're definitely going to do this virtually. That's great. It's also a mitigant. But they also are committing to essentially connecting 
their headsets in some reasonable fashion with this event. Like you said, Mike, they might have to end up sticking to just a video. Yeah, so just to be clear, they said they said they're going to move to a digital format. They haven't confirmed exactly that they're going to do anything in VR. No. Um, yeah, it's not yes, it's just yet, but that's something that I think would be a smart move from them. If they can pull it off, I yeah, think it would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but hopefully we'll get some more details about this in the coming months. And hopefully also at this event, we'll hear more about this Oculus Del Mar headset, uh, which is this kind of leaked Oculus headset that we yeah. discussed on the show and, uh, a few weeks back. And I, I really hope that uh, on the game side, we're going to... F- hear about some release dates mm-hmm. yeah because there's games out there that have been in the the ether for a long time <laughs> that, I have played, Honor. that i've played at e3 like three times at their booth now where it's like when is yeah. it gonna come out well if you think about it like respawn must have been working on medal of honor for what four years now because yeah. it was announced at oc4 i think that they were working on it um so that was a long time ago three four years uh, in development so, for, so for, that, for a main game that that kind of cycle is still fairly normal no yeah, it is, but you know, with the announcement, you know, it, w- it would be weird to to make such a big fuss about it last year at Connect and then not release it until the following Connect. Um, but last Connect, but like, who knows? I mean, to describe it to people, the most fun is mostly had on the on the hallway, actually. Oh yeah, like, for sure. That's where you see all the the newest VR games that you've been, you know, dying to play. Like I remember last time that uh, just to describe to people, uh, I remember I was playing Pistol Whip. On the in the hallway uh, with uh, Danny from Cloud at Games uh, and uh, and Joe as well and Viper was filming me and it's the <laughs> only event that I've ever been to where you can see someone play you know Pistol Web or some like crazy VR game getting on his knees and people just casually walking past you <laughs> with like a bag of yeah, as if it's normal. not even paying attention to what you're doing where you're looking <laughs> like a complete fool. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love that part of it. It's so normal there to be in VR. That it's, I do, I do, yeah. Yeah, like and you, there's there's literally insane. multi-generational VR as well. I remember walking up to, um, oh, what's his name? It starts with the P, uh, esports player. And his mom as well was like big into VR for like the EU. And it was like, bloody hell, everyone, like literally everybody here knows what VR is, is bought into it. Of course they are because, you know, whatever, $400 ticket. But, um, you know, the same thing is like, you don't have to introduce the topic. And I don't know of no. any other convention globally where I've not had to be like, oh, I'm into VR, and someone then go, what's that? It's 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 feeling like like watching an Avengers movie, but then being in it, and then realize that everyone who's <laughs> usually just a digital person is just there, and they're just standing next to each other, and you're just realizing, oh, wait, so this is real. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still tried to follow that analogy. I did not follow like, that analogy. No, it's like you know, Mike standing next to Ken Buy, and I'm like, yeah. "Wow, I didn't even knew that was possible." Oh, uh, Victor in chat said something really interesting. He said, "I think Ken Buy should uh, set the rules for moderation of OC7." I think that's a great recommendation. Yeah, he, he, he he loves he loves that you know like moderation <laughs> and and the rules yeah. in terms when it comes to Facebook for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, Last Connect was very business focused. So yeah, like Nathie said, I really hope that they shift it a little bit more into gaming again, particularly for an online event that would make much more sense rather than having it business focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely last year felt different from previous years. So hopefully they go back yeah. to their yeah. roots in terms of their, their gaming. Yeah. Um, but that is Oculus Connect cancelled, but it's going to be digital. And uh, hopefully we get to hear more about that yeah. very, very and soon. And hopefully... We will get a panel there as well because I would be down oh, be to nice. have us, you know, a talk about 
a cool subject and uh, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah. certainly um, something which you mentioned uh, this week on Twitter actually and I should bring that up mm. is like uh, dev devs contacting content creators to cover their game on YouTube I think that would be a really interesting topic to yeah. discuss um, at OC uh, particularly with all the developers there and I think it would help a lot of them out get the leg up in terms of getting what they want in terms of marketing their new games so yeah I think that would be uh, would be really interesting yeah. I'd be down for that T- as well, for tips sure. like uh, hashtag don't send me an essay please <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And, and I think that could be like an hour long, uh, you know, podcast in, in itself. You know, there's so many little tips that we could give you in, in relation to But that. it's the same thing yeah, both sure. ways. Like I would love to do that with a nut, like almost like with uh, some, some devs seated into that conversation to say, mm-hmm. you know, as content creators, what can we do that really helps devs? You know, if that, yep. whether that's, you know, player game the day of release, uh, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is. Absolutely. We're down. We're down. Yeah. So hit us up if you want that to happen. Um, so that's the first bit of news. Next thing I want to talk about is a new accessory uh, to level up your VR headsets audio. And this will be particularly useful if you've got a Quest um, or a Rift S or a PSVR where, you know, the built-in audio kind of sucks a little bit. Um, so this is a new accessory from Rebuff Reality. They make a bunch of other accessories. They've got a VR Power, which is a power pack, goes on the back of the Quest kind of works as a counterbalance as well. So they've also got like a, um, a faceplate for the Quest as well, to, I think, to yeah. protect the front of it. Um, but they've launched a, a Kickstarter campaign for their latest accessory called VR Ears. Now, what this is, is a premium off-ear audio solution, which can clip onto any VR headset's head strap. Uh, so it's got like a kind of an adjust, adjustable clip. So you can clip it to the Quest, Rift S and PSVR, whatever headset, Pimax you've got. And um, you've got this like really nice audio solution, which sits off your ears. So um, like with the original Rift, you know, although it was great audio, uh, it would kind of sit on your ears and you'd, they'd get a little bit warm. And with over ear headphones, like the ones we're wearing now, they get very warm as, after a couple of hours of gaming. So it's not ideal. Um, whereas with the Valve Index, they went with oh. this off ear design, premium audio beautiful audio on that headset you know both the microphone and earphones are amazing and that's really why you know i recommend that headset a lot over some of the other premium features as well exactly so hopefully what rebuff reality have done here is taken that amazing audio and put it into an accessory that we can all apply to our headsets uh, ourselves Mm -hmm. um obviously we don't know right now if it's going to sound as good as the index Um, that's important though that's the thing like you once bought a head Phones for your was it the Rift, the original Rift? Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Was it, it JBL or yeah? And then you sprayed oh, it. That was you sprayed no, it, didn't you? So, before so, the Mantis. So Nathie, Nathie, Nathie's talking about like way back in the day. Uh, JBL yeah. actually made some replacement Oculus CV1 <laughs> earphones. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And and they were JBL branded. They looked really cool, but they sounded rubbish um, in comparison Wait, to the the cost replacement the for the cost. CV1. Yeah, re- replace who with the would CV1. replace those beautiful? Exactly, that was and the that best. Was my summer. Literally the best <laughs> yeah, that... sounding. I mean, other than the Palmer fix that need, was needed at some stage when you you know the audio connection died in the headset. Yeah, um, those things are amazing for what they were. Amazing on your yeah, headphones. That sounded the, that good was that's rare. I would say the index trumps it now, but back then you know, great great sound but yeah jbl made them uh, replacements but they didn't sound anywhere near as good they were they were pretty bad um but yeah this new solution from rebuff reality looks pretty interesting and they just launched their kickstarter campaign okay um it is quite pricey at 99 us dollars each for the pair well, so um, i was like each you know, like 100 for left uh, and then <laughs> so you can upgrade you, you later get, <laughs> you, you, get, you, you got a pair okay um, okay cool they, they, 
they do have a battery in them because they're they're powered. Oh, battery. Um, yeah, mm. yeah to, oh. to deliver this premium audio. So you do have to charge them. Um, you know, I'm not sure right now if you can charge them from the headset or not. Um, that makes me no out be... already, to be honest. I'm yeah, not really into does... charging my... Well, you really discharge so much, right? <laughs> that's the thing. I have like yeah. 20 devices in my room that have to be continually charged. Otherwise, they'll go flat and die like my move controllers did. But uh, the question I've got is, are they hot swappable? If you have two devices, like with yeah. the mm, Antline mod bike, it, do you have a, a shoe on each that you connect to and then you can kind of swap into another headset? Because that would be yeah. a unique selling point. Yeah, they're hot swappable, so you could you could quickly clip them off the clip and then put them onto another head strap. Yeah, okay. And they just use the three point five mil audio jack on the headsets to pump the audio into it. Um, so so despite you guys being a bit skeptical about the battery, it has been pretty popular on Kickstarter because they've um, they're currently sitting at ninety thousand uh, British pounds backed so far, okay. uh, and they've only been up for a week. And they they sm- which they you know they smashed their it's original quick. goal of twenty four thousand pounds. Pair of headphones. So they've That's done really quick. well. 90. Yeah, really, work, really well. It sounds, sounds like um, an interesting uh, thing to have as an into enthusiast if you have more headsets. If you are just yeah. someone who kind of just, just got into that, VR, then it kind of just mm-hmm. shows that people are not really pleased with the audio. Oh, absolutely, true, absolutely, though. yeah. You know, and um, yeah, I, I backed it personally myself. I would manage to get Uh-oh. an early bird deal. Of so I think I paid, I think it was sixty nine or seventy nine dollars, uh, and plus twenty dollars shipping to the UK because. Unless you live in the US, you don't get free shipping. Um, they're going to be shipping at the end of the year. I think November is uh, November and December is their estimated shipping time. All those these things tend to slip, you know, from Kickstarter. Just be warned. Um, and you would have thought you would have thought that I learned my lesson by now. I just wanted to say you're a brave man for like going yeah, onto Kickstarter again, throwing some money I'm a, I'm at a product. I'm a glutton for punishment because. I should tell you this funny story, actually, because I backed uh, the Feel the 3 Smell-O-Vision device. With the Beat Saber No, Feel DLC. Real, is it? Or Feel... Is it Feel... Oh, Feel, feel real, real, right? Yeah, you're right. Because I was thinking yeah, these, right. these are very similar to that because it's kind of like augmenting the existing headset supports... Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So you backed a Beat Saber vaping machine. Yeah, I want I want to smell the, the <laughs> sense of Beat Saber while I play. Wait, metallic. Um, Out of curiosity, behind you, do you have a fluorescent tube? I do, yeah. I thought so. That, I saw that, that recently. Uh, one of our one of our uh, previous guests uh, had that in his setup, and I thought it looked really cool. So you did you, you he didn't? Did. Jason Bradbury you copy yeah, Jason. He put, did you? <laughs> he put me onto them. He put me onto them. I, I actually did get the the uh, the tip from him. You're you're right. It's a good spot there. They're really cool. Um, they're really cool. Nice, nice. Addition. Yeah, they're really nice cool. Addition. Um, so yeah, these are so so I've that money's down the drain now. You know, they're, they're never going to come out. <laughs> And then um, I should t- update you about Pimax because um, I told Uh-oh. you guys a while ago uh, that I, I paid some additional money to Pimax because uh, I backed the original Kickstarter campaign um, and uh, they're never going to ship out their controllers and base stations. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll pay the extra money to upgrade to index controllers no. and base stations. So they were due to arrive in January. January came and went, didn't see them. So I was like, okay, this is typical for Pimax anyway. So you know, I've dealt with this for three years now, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Then they got in contact with me and said, um, oh, by the way, you need to pay an extra $35 for us to ship them out now. <laughs> and I was like, well, shipping wasn't in, was included in the invoice and it was free. And uh, we had a bit of an argument about it. But in the end, I had to pay it because they were like, well, if you don't pay, you don't get them. So I was like, well, okay, I'm already invested $170 already, so I might as well just pay the extra. So then this week, the box arrived. So I was like, oh, they finally arrived. Brilliant. I've got a spare set. But it was just the box for the index controllers that arrived. So I was like, what the heck is this? Where are the base stations? 
So I sent them an email, said, where are the base stations? And then I thought, while I waited, I thought, I'll just check out the controllers. So I checked out the controllers. And then underneath the controller cardboard tray was the base stations jammed in there with no protective <laughs> bubble wrap or anything whatsoever yeah. with the cables and accessories for the base stations. Does it so even fit? Like, I didn't even do that. It was like a oh. thing. It barely fits. Like, they were like proper, like, magic. crammed in. It's like that, yeah. that, that treasure yeah. chest with that, that secret layer. <laughs> Exactly. It was like a, like but those are a really <laughs> sensitive device. Yeah. That's the whole point the mic's it. making. I, for those of you who don't know, I think it's probably one of the most refined pieces of engineering yeah, in any yeah. VR equipment to date. If you have that thing, take a bad shake or whatever, oh, it yeah, disrupts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's basically doing a laser scan with this little doohickey inside of it. Yeah. Hundreds of times exactly. a second. It, it, it's 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 incredible what it what have it you does. Tried them already because if they get a little bit no. too much shock. I'm scared to, to be honest. And and this is the thing, like, so not only did I pay thirty-five extra dollars for the privilege of them repacking the con- the base stations and shoving them in the box for the controllers, <laughs> but also Bowl, who uh, we follow on on Twitter, yeah. Andreas, uh, he kindly pointed out that these base stations are actually really old designs of the second generation base stations, which means that Pimax clearly bought up a bunch of old stock from Valve just to flip them <laughs> to, the, to their backers. <laughs> so I'm like. So you would have thought I learnt my lesson with Kickstarters uh, in terms of VR products, but clearly wow. not, you know. Wow. Um, so, so there we go. But but the thing is, if you don't have the box, then, uh, because usually there is like a cereal on there and stuff, uh, <laughs> yeah. you just don't have the cereal then. Uh, and, and even if you would have had the cereal, then you have to go to Pimax if something is wrong with it. Yeah, and how, then how does they it work with the warranty? have to send it. Yeah, well, they have to send it to Valve. So it's like they're in between. Oh, <laughs> and those base yeah. stations are, as Zim said, like they're pretty, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an absolute heck? mess. And I haven't even dared check the thumbstick yet to see if it clicks in all directions. Oh. I'm just like, I'll save that wow. for another day. So, so but, what um, you're saying is they bought an alt stash from, from somewhere, I don't know where. And they use that to buy everyone out to kind of get rid of the other promises they had. Yeah, I guess, I guess Valve must have had a lot of these original base station designs in stock because if you yeah. look at them side by side, they look different, even though they're 2.0 base yeah. stations. Yeah. Very weird. So it, does it have the kind of curved front to it, like the iconic? Uh, yeah, curved front, but the, there's kind of it's kind of like cut out of the, the, the back casing a little bit. It's got a distinctive shape to it. And Bowl was like super eagle-eyed. He spotted it straight away. Yeah. I didn't even notice. Unless he pointed it out, I wouldn't have known. No, he's perfect. Oh. He's perfect for those kinds of things. You know, he ah. touches all the small details. Well, yeah. Just just forget yeah, about precision. it. Precision. Just just forget about it. Meanwhile, they already have like two, three new headsets that they are rolling out to everyone. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But I thought I'd share my tale of woe because oh. uh, I know you enjoy that. Oh, so. love the pain. Love the pain. Keep it coming. <laughs> final final bit of news this week. Um, uh. So it's uh, it's it's been over just over a month now since Half Life Alex released. And uh, you boys actually just completed it this week, I know. Well, hey, Zim and Rowdy. Yeah. 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 So now we can just just talk about we it. We can just freely. talk freely and just spoil oh, it for everybody else. Thank Don't God. do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I did. I did finish it on the hardest difficulty, so I am. I am quite. Oh, nice. Proud of that. Yeah. How, how many hours and, did it take you? Good. Um, I think. I think about eight. Oh, you okay. did it on hardest difficulty eight? at eight. I, it took eight? me on normal difficulty That's, fourteen uh, hours. Uh, that's no, no. I, I think I did. I, I did a little bit less than one hour <laughs> per chapter. I think. What? What? Wow. So even Jesus, even the Northern that's... Star chapter, you finished with it. No, that, that was that was a, that was that was the one that was the longest for sure. I definitely that one longer because I did that in two sit. Because I always play like in sittings of like about okay. like. An I'm hour, like I this, this guy, very suspicious. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, gonna say unless yeah, he's seems legit. Because this is your first <laughs> playthrough as well. Like you must. Yeah. 
I'm just surprised. That means you, you did the game in about half the time I did on a tougher difficulty. Am I really that bad a well, gamer? I, I do save a lot. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I save a lot. Every bullet shot, you just say quick save. <laughs> uh, but you, you can blitz through it if you want to. Like, yeah. if you don't but want to take I, I definitely scenery, you can blitz through it. Like, but I didn't have to. In the beginning, I was a bit like, is this really like the hardest difficulty? Because I didn't find yeah. it that, that tough. But yeah. it's like the later levels that it it's, gets. Oh, like, yeah. It's it's the really it's the when I died because like, I think the first like six or seven no I think the first six chapters I only died like maybe two times or something mm. and it was because of mm. like I didn't pay attention to like a, a mine or whatever like something exploding in my face or me throwing a grenade badly yeah. so it bounces back or whatever uh, um, so yeah. eight hours and and you're refunding it on Steam is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Already, already done. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it's but the thing is, you know, if you if you have completed the game, um, then you're going to be happy now because there's actually more content you can play now because the modding community have been hard at work with adding more game modes and maps to the game, despite the official tools from Valve not even being released yet. Yeah. So uh, I think Nathy's tried uh, some of these mods, and I've tried one. Uh, what was the one that you tried, Nathan? It was like a Wolfenstein mod, right? Yeah, so I, I tried a couple of ones. I also tried one that enhances the the single player, the official game. Oh, uh, and that is okay. uh, so. As you uh, may know, if you have played, the it's game, a nude mod, have... isn't it? Nude mod. Everyone's naked. They didn't uh, that one. That one. That <laughs> one might be. Isn't like everyone except for yourself like a dude? Well, yeah, you're right. Oh no! Oh no! It's called the sausage. Zim, you do realize that there are a lot of like combined soldiers in this game, so you're, <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you're gonna enjoy it. But, I, I uh, thought it was really interesting. Sorry, I'm totally taking on a tangent here, but I thought it was really interesting that you finally got to look them in the face, like look them in the face. Yeah, yeah. Well, because in the original yeah. games, you had no yeah. idea what one of these things was like. Ro- That's romantic. Very romantic, yeah. but uh, awesome. yeah. So, uh, so, so one uh, mod that I think is freaking awesome is that um, you have these wrist pockets, right, right behind your gloves, and you can put a syringe in there, or uh, what is it, like a, a capsule to heal yourself up, maybe a grenade, but that's it. And and what I found is that it's very hard to carry stuff around because there is more stuff that you can use than you can. Well, carry. So uh, someone modded this this wrist these wrist pockets now, and you can just put everything in there from explosive barrels to I don't know, like a, a brick that you can then use to kill a headcrab with wait, later. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me that I carried a gnome throughout yeah. the whole game? Yeah, yeah, yeah you can do that too. Now modded- yeah. Someone has now modded yeah. the game that I could exactly. Yeah, exactly. You can put that in there too. I totally forget about that. Yeah. So, so you don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, so that that's a mod I really enjoy. Uh, I also heard that people are now uh, enhancing the single player in terms of enemies because I did found that certain areas uh, could have used more enemies uh, because as Rob said, like some parts are not that, that, that just done so well on those kind of levels. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember like I seen a lot of people like you know wasting ammo, and I was like. Dude, like I, I've been like losing ammo. Like I've been searching more for like ammo than for resin throughout the entire game, just well, in order to to get to it. Well, that's because you have been playing it on the hardest difficulty, and mm, then yeah. uh, less ammo spawns. So someone who plays oh, on normal okay. will find more. Um, so as as Mike said, I also played the Wolfenstein uh, mod. Uh, that one is pretty much uh, the Wolfenstein, the the first Wolfenstein level from Wolfenstein 3D. That you can play with, you know, the the original text textures, and uh, the gameplay is just Half Life, 
uh, Alex. So it's oh. it's like the past meeting the future. Uh, it's it's quite entertaining. Um, so yeah, people are like super busy building all kinds of maps, and I think that's great because if this game can build a baseline for the future, then we don't only need developers to make uh, games, but the community can also just pull something awesome off. Yeah, absolutely. And another mod that I saw Upload VR talk about um, this week was that someone's modded the game so you can fight Jeff with a with Gordon's crowbar, <laughs> which uh. sounds kind of interesting. Although from playing uh, the mod uh, Zenthug myself, which is a kind of a, a wave survival mod, um, you basically fight wave upon wave of like different enemies, whether it be head crabs or combine soldiers or whatever, and uh, you use resin which are dropped by the enemies that you kill to um buy more ammunition and items from oh, vending cool, machines man. scattered around the map it's kind of like a call of duty zombies kind of mode yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought it was really good um but basically from that what i found was because they had a crowbar in that level was that you could pick the crowbar up and you could fend off a head crab with it but you couldn't actually hit a head crab with oh. it and kill them um so it's missing that kind of like weight to it apparently yeah. Makes sense. Um, so it's just, it's the same with this um, when when upload was talking about this like uh, Jeff uh, showdown with a crowbar <laughs> that you know although although it's there you can't actually kill him with it no. because the swing doesn't do anything yeah. but I'm sure this will change uh, over time. That's cool. Also, also, think also, think about what, it like 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 you know Black Mesa the original uh, kind of community mod right something that ambitious being taken on with oh, Half Life. Yeah. I mean people can do amazing things with this now and it's interesting. And it actually says a lot uh, for the game that the modding community has kicked off this fast. Um, it's a yeah, good, yeah. it's a very and, good and sign. It's going to accelerate even more when the official tools from Valve release. And I know that you know the Valve News Network has been tweeted out this week that you know something has been added to Steam DB, and I think Nathy tweeted it as well that you know it looks like the release of the tools yeah. are going to be imminent. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. from there it's going to really explode. I think it's going to be really exciting it, to see it, what happens. It, it, that was something something that I did miss though in the in the game, like the. The addition of having some kind of melee uh, against like certain enemies or like, oh. for example, opening a lock. Uh, but at the same time, there is some kind of melee in there because you could, for example, use like the heft of your gun to like smash a window in, which I did like a lot. Like I found that it was really awesome. cool. You could like mm. smash the window in and like shoot yeah. through it. Well, I mean, I mean, melee wise, there is a lot going on. Uh, yeah. You can, you can, for example, uh, destroy manhacks with your gun by just smashing them. Uh, uh -huh. You can also kill combine soldiers with a TV that you find. Yeah. You can sure. use bricks. Uh, the heavier an object, the more damage you do. So you can actually kill headcrabs with, huh. uh, with tires or with with hmm. with bricks, it's it's all possible. So can so, can you open a lock with a brick? I never tried it, but I got the no. feeling you couldn't. No, you can't. That was the sure. that was the one thing. I'm like, come on, it's a lock. No. I don't want to waste ammo on no, this bloody lock. To, I just want to just you know. No, you but have, Rowdy, that's like what you were saying. It. You have to shoot it. Like I once tried to blow up a door with like three barrels. Nothing happens. Nothing. Like the lock just stays there. Um, but uh, I think <laughs> this is good locks. I mean, yeah, good I know, locks. I know. Yeah, but I, I think this is very. I think this is very exciting because if we look at the past, uh, a lot of games uh, have officially launched under under just you know that engine. Um, so yeah. if you make something that is proper good and you can get funding for it, then I'm sure that Valve is down to put it on the store. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what happened to, for example, Gary's mod. It's a game now. But it's yeah. made on there, so yeah. Yeah. that's why the community, and that's what I like. It's almost like YouTube in a way, where we can make videos and upload it and show it to other people. But this engine does the same, but with games. So if you make something good, <laughs> yeah. 
you can maybe pl- publish it and become a developer without even knowing it. A lot, a lot of people <laughs> have, have taken that uh, path, like Chet Falizek, for example. You know, you, you mm-hmm. get re- renowned for something that you've created, and then in- inevitably, you know, one of these teams mm-hmm. sucks you in. Uh, you end up with a yeah. paid, solid career out of the back of it, and right into the community because it's it's good for you, it's good for them. Uh, one one thing yeah. I wanted to say though, my God, I um, I, I, there were two things that this game left me pining for. Number one. Come on, Valve, you got so bloody close to making Left 4 Dead. This, it, it should be possible now. Come on, get on with it. I'm still, I'm still going to keep singing that for years until it comes. And then the second thing, I totally thought of Rowdy. It, like, there, there's a great level in there that just made me think, God, we need Jurassic Park. We need dinosaurs. We need leafy greens. We need, because if, if, if we had had raptors coming at me through tall grass or whatever... Um, done right at that level of of audio Dude. detail and and scene and lighting uh, fidelity. Holy shit! I was, that's what I honestly, want. Honestly, I was expecting them. And I'm not gonna say which level, but there's like a like a, a zoo like level. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting to see like animals mutated or a kind of dinosaurs or something like that yeah, coming they even at me hint there. At it. I I, I it, to be honest, I understand why they went for like uh, relatively easy game uh very linear it's a story it, it follows it, it does a great job of being half-life right but um for mm. me Reserve. it wasn't tough enough now yeah. maybe that means mm. i need to play on the, the bigger yeah, difficulty would, but it was a lot of fun on the, on the hardest but difficulty, it's you know? it's a very you know the thing is this game is very beginner friendly they really build it for the new folks out there yeah uh, and not for the vr enthusiast who's used to the scariest uh, things or the you know, this is just just being within its boundaries of what's possible now and what's responsible as well. Um, but yeah. uh, I'm sure Mike is going to mention what they have been, you know, uh, doing with the game because they took some stuff out. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to mention because um, it was uncovered uh, that there's <laughs> some an, another uh, another head crab in the uh, game that was in the game files but never appeared in the game. And apparently this is like a super fast head crab. <laughs> and, and the reason why they took this out was because it was actually too scary uh, for VR players. And apparently it, is, it, it, was, it will chase you down, um, but it's super, super fast. And it's like, it's like dark black head crab yeah. with like red claws. It looks horrible. Yeah, it's got I a, wish it's it like a teeth it on the top of its head. Like yeah. it looks I, like a thing from a horror <laughs> film. But like what, like DLC. Please, Valve. Like, just release an expansion. You've done it before. Again, the fails. The fails are there, so the modern community is yeah. now going to revive this freaking headcraft. Half-Life also, Alex Episode 1. Half-Life Alex Episode 1. <laughs> Come on, chant they, it with me. But not only that, they also had that, that one zombie in there, uh, that fast zombie, um, that also didn't make it to the full oh. game. And, and if you, like, if you, if you want to go real deep, if you look at all the concept art they made, um, for example, Jeff... Was a total different character with like tentacles that mm-hmm. would just grab you and then then uh, pull. But they were just you know trying everything out, mm-hmm. um, and this is what I, they I did, came up with in the end. But it's very mm-hmm. exciting to see what's next. I, I did find it interesting to see like the pace of enemies that as you went through the levels, because even in the later levels, there's like still new enemies that kind of mm-hmm. get introduced. And I have to say, I was after the the Northern Star level, I was kind of like bit immune against like the head crabs i was like yeah okay it's a head crab it's like you shoot it three four times and it's dead uh, 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 but i kind of wish that they would have mm-hmm. left those like different varieties in there because they have i think two different varieties of head crabs now uh, in the game right no. yeah even if you only see one of them like that evolution would almost go with the whole um 
biological side to the game. It's very mm -hmm. biological, and their environments like lead you into that. So I, I'm with you, Rowdy. I would have loved to see mm. some more yeah. mutations come through. Near yeah. the end, I was like, oh, I'm like head crab or like those zombie things. They didn't really do that much for me anymore. Uh, While in the beginning, yeah. I was like freaking out when I saw one of them and tried to like uh, find a way to kill them. I I'm, yeah. I'm not I'm not I don't totally agree on that because. Uh, in a way, they use, for example, dead head crabs to still scare you, in a way. Or where head crabs are not just, you know... Because in the Northern Star, it's like an introduction too. Mm -hmm. But then later down the road, they hide them more and they make them less obvious in your yeah, sight. Yeah. So they become scary again, but in a different way. And there are not just mm -hmm. two zombie uh, types. Uh, you know, you have the, 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 the head crab zombie and then you have the head crab itself. So they're like... Yeah, but I mean four. the headcrafts itself. You yeah, have like yeah, the okay. ones with the spikes okay. on it, like which you can't yeah, shoot. Yeah. But like you have headcrap on head and headcrap. <laughs> and you also have the one with, ones with the hairy legs. I don't like those yeah, ones. Yeah. Um, but also, going back to the mods. Yeah, back to the mods. Some, some, something that um, I wanted to highlight was that sadly, but Bradley um, is making yeah. a, a mod himself. Yeah. And it's actually going to be a campaign mm. mod um, with various environments, puzzles that he's incorporated, uh, a new puzzle design as well, which is interesting. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see when that releases. Uh, because again, this is just the beginning. I'm sure we're going to see something yeah. you know, uh, crazy come out of the modding community in the next coming months. Um, but a web, there is actually a website trying to aggregate all these mods together because the problem is a lot of these mods they're spread all over the place there's some of them can be difficult to find if you're not aware of them uh, some people don't even know these mods exist but there's a website trying to collate them all uh, together in a single place and that's called alexmods.com so a l y x mods.com and you can download the mods and it's got some instructions on how to it's, install it's super them easy. if you're interested it's super easy to install yeah. mods and first the first few mods were a little complicated to get into your game, but now it's like just dragging one file onto a launcher and it just injects it into your game. And uh, what I think is so cool is that a mod becomes a save game. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's really, really interesting because, like you said, the launcher is now on Alex Mods as well. Mm -hmm. And if you're, a, if you're a modder yourself and you want your assets or your maps or your mods to be available to others, you can actually upload them through that website as well yourself. Oh, nice. So it's going to be a really uh, cool website to keep an eye on. Over oh, the I love months. this game. I was going yeah. to say, how, how many hours, because you, you, you got in early, you must have clocked a fair number of hours at this point, because you love it as well. So. Oh, Nathy, yeah. I'm, like, I'm yeah. completely hooked to this game. Like, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite games. I played it even more than I played Bioshock. Wow, uh, it's, wow. It's, okay. Um, That's... Of course, like Bioshock is, is, is something, you know, you do for the story. And plus, I'm a YouTuber that does VR stuff, so you clock more hours. Um, but I, uh, I'm now almost on 130 hours. Wow. Um, Holy and there's still stuff. There's still stuff to find. Like today, I, I spoke to someone else who's also really into the game. He hinted towards some things that I should check out. It's, it's insane what Valve has hidden away in this game. It's crazy. It's wow. absolutely wow. crazy. So, so we are going to be expecting like a, a full-sized Alex <laughs> statue to be uh, in your living room. Uh, next time I visit well, if you. they have one, uh, they have a Gordon Freeman statue. What, what uh, I actually I'm, looked into it, but what, what I'm far more interested in is when are you going to release the 130-hour video? <laughs> oh, you mean? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, no, I'm 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 totally hooked to this game, uh, and 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 it's because I'm very intrigued by not just you know its uh, story, but also how much detail Valve put into it. It it almost became like a research project of like, 
what 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 is possible what is what can you do mm. in vr and how do you use certain gameplay mechanics at the right moment there there are so many things you can learn from this game yeah yeah well so that is um half-life alex mods adding more content to an already amazing game yeah uh that is all the news this week uh and now this is where we get to change things up a little bit do a little switcheroo, switcheroo. on you guys because we jump straight into the hot topic, which is previously our main topic. Uh, and then we get into the releases at the end, because so, this is something that you asked so for. Someone, so someone who's listening is now like, you traitor! Why? Why did you have to do this? It's it hurts. Easy well, the other thing I would just mention, because uh, we do a good job of it, I think, the day after we get timestamps, right? Some people are like confused at that, and they're like, hey, why oh, don't yeah. you post any timestamps? Because you're checking it too quick. You know, it takes time. <laughs> Human intervention it. to post those timestamps. You know, so. yeah. Don't worry, the oh. team's got your back. Just take a day, eat some ice cream, come back, job done. Yeah, so, some people, you know, some people think we're running a Netflix show and it's like there's like a 20-team uh, production uh, behind it. And, uh, it's just us. It's just us, yeah. yeah. Just that's, that's the secret. Oh, MPD, MPD as well. MPD, of course, uh, yeah. Oh, mod. Yeah, bless his heart. Um, right, so the hot topic this week is about Magic Leap, um, wait, wait, which is wait, wait, interesting hot, because... What are you saying? Hot topic? Hot, hot is that, topic. Is yeah. that also so it's, new? Previous, yeah, it's, it's new. So it was main topic, now it's hot topic. Hot topic, okay. You know, huh? spicing things spicy up Spicy topics, okay. Hot, hot spicy, <laughs> yeah. Um, so Magic Leap, uh, if you don't know anything about Magic Leap, uh, it's an AR company producing an AR headset called Magic Leap itself, um, which is offering up some competition to Microsoft's HoloLens. They're, they're the kind of the two big players in the AR space right now. So just to give you a quick uh, sort of overview of what AR is very, very briefly in, in a very sort of rudimentary way. Uh, basically, it can overlay a digital assets into your view of the real world uh, in a similar way to an AR filter does on your phone. But this is like strapped to your face and offers a much more immersive experience as this, you know, Magic Leap headset. It like scans your environment and displays the assets intelligently uh, based on your environment as well. So it's kind of real next level stuff. Um, We've discussed Magic Leap on the show many times previously before, uh, particularly around when it was announced, because the original promise of what Magic Leap were offering was indeed magical. And I think we all remember the classic video of, you know, uh, the whale jumping out of the floor in the sort of I, I school almost, gymnasium. I mostly remember the video that was like glued to that. So you had the whale jumping out and then the actual thing that they showed in the demo and this is guy like throwing rocks at you. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You, had this, you had this incredible promise of what this technology was capable mm. of. And then in, when, when people did actually get their hands on the initial prototypes that were made, you know, it turned out that they couldn't really deliver on the initial yeah. promise. And like Rowdy rightly pointed out, you had this like little rock man um, throwing rocks at the, <laughs> the user's head <laughs> and it just, it just looked bad. And when you compare the two demos side by side, it was just embarrassing. <laughs> Um, but having tried um, a Magic Leap myself a couple of times now, um, I can say that when it works, it does look great. Um, I, I had a demo where there was like fish uh, swimming around through the air and these fish had like bright, vivid colors and they really gave you the sense of depth that you could almost reach out and touch them. It, when it works, it's incredible. Yeah. But my main criticism of the device, and, and Nathie's got some experience with like the HoloLens as well that he could probably chime in on this, um, is that my criticism is that the magic gets broken immediately as soon as your object that you're looking at clips mm. out of the, the device's field of view because the field of view of the Magic Leap and HoloLens is relatively small. I think yep. HoloLens is 35 degrees or something no. like that. HoloLens, magic Leap is a little bit wider. You mean HoloLens 2? No, the original HoloLens. The original one. 
Yeah, it's, it's, some, it's relatively small. Anyway, I can't remember the, the exact number. When I tried the Hololens, I was like, oof. The field of view is just so rough when you're used to virtual reality. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the problem because, and what I mean by clipping is that basically if you turn your head slightly away from the object that you want to look at, it gets cut off basically uh, and is cut off in midair yeah. because there's still other, um, you know, background in your field of view yeah. that it's you can see, same, but there's the object missing. It's the same effect as if you have ever watched someone using a green screen, walk to the edge of that. Yeah. And then it's just a hard line. And the trouble is that actually this kind of three-dimensional um, trick that they're using, like when they had spiders crawling out of the wall or whatever with, with, with HoloLens, it's a great example. But when, when that viewfinder essentially that you're using is so limited, um, mm-hmm. it, it destroys the yeah. appetite of the user to use it. And you, that's, that's the problem. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you use those glasses from a distance, it's, it's really cool. But if you, you know, want to get closer, it's not just, you know, immersion breaking, but it can also be, you know, hard to do the thing you want to do, Focus. you know, the yeah. task you want to mm-hmm. do. Although uh, when I tried the HoloLens 2, I was pleasantly surprised. It's very good in terms of field of view as well. I didn't really... Yes, it's got much wider field of yeah, view. Yeah, it's way wider. Um, like, of I, I didn't really mind uh, the the first HoloLens and also the Magic Leap in terms of field of view because I know where the tech is at right now. So that's it. So even for, for that, it's still, you know, quite impressive. Um, it's just that we're talking about HoloLens 2 that is very uh, industry-focused, very corporate. And then we have Magic Leap on the other side who was going the other uh, route, and that is uh, consumer. Uh, I and think I think marketing-wise, marketing, marketing wise, uh, <clears throat> Magic Leap was doing very well. I thought they made AR look very cool, you know, with that, um, how was it called again? The Zoidberg, uh, I don't know. It was like shooting with these laser guns. Yeah. Uh, I the, forgot the, the thing that, that kind of bothers me a bit with that, and I've, I've said that before, is that what I like about... Uh, the HoloLens is that they're giving an actual representation of how the technology is and how it will likely be when that device becomes available. Mm-hmm. Well, with Magic Leap, they're delivering a promise that I just know, and I think a lot of people agree with that, that they're not going to be able to deliver in the time frame that they su- suggest that it will. And yes, yeah. I know that it's like, uh, it's, it's interesting to see and it drives a lot of money into the industry because they got enormous amount of funding but don't forget there are other companies that are also working on this specific technology that do not get that funding because all of that funding went to Magic Leap. And what we're seeing now is that they're yeah. they're going away from consumer field. So all of those companies that are focusing on the consumer field and that were actually entitled to that kind of money, they kind of lost out. And I think yeah. that's a very yeah. bad thing for a technology that is so new well, and so revolutionizing like this. Anyways. The, the big difference is that uh, Microsoft is, well, let's say a very well-established company. And even that is an understatement, I guess. Uh, I'm not talking uh, well, about Microsoft. Uh, I'm talking no, about no, no. But, smaller... my, but if you if you look at what Microsoft was showing off, they were most of the videos were just a representation of what you would see. Although, of course, they also had these videos where it looked nicer than it was. But uh, Magic Leap had to, you know, create hype to get funding. And they went so far as as you said, that wheel video and stuff like that, where in the end, the actual product was not even close to. So that that's yeah. that's where you have to find a balance. Still kind of, well, lie to people with some hype videos, but they went like over over the moon with, with the videos they made. Uh, and I think that's where, you know, that negative spin comes from. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and also it's worth mentioning that that Hololens and Microsoft they did something super smart, which was when they demoed it live, they actually had an overlay of what it actually looked like in real time, and that was an incredible tech demo as well. For that them. was so complicated, um, Mike. My God, it's, dude, dude, yeah, shouldering it, what looks like a rocket launcher camera, uh, giant braided <sighs> cables. I mean, thick, bloody like telecoms cable going yeah. all the way to the unit, and then this dinky little unit. But I mean, that's how you sell. That's how you sell. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but but basically, Magic Leap, with its lofty goals, uh, they originally wanted to sell one million of these headsets, uh, but ended up, in a matter of fact, only selling 6,000 development kits uh, in the Ouch. end. Um, you know, and this week, uh, the founder and CEO of Magic Leap, Ronnie uh, Abovitz, he posted a blog stating that the company is facing difficult times, uh, predominantly pointing the finger at the global pandemic, saying that, stating that it's affected the availability of capital and the appetite for long-term for investments. Sure. But a- as we can see, in reality, behind the scenes, there was other stuff mm-hmm. going on and it was failing before this point. Um, anyway, and I'm not, you know, saying that what they're doing isn't innovative or, you know, um, impressive. It is, but I just think they weren't, they're not being 100% transparent but here. I, 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 don't, I don't really because, mind that because they've always had that little bit that, that like veil of mystery that has like overlaid this company. They, they have. It's like yeah. nobody knows what they're really working on and like, what is this device really for? And I think that's good. I think that's yeah. cool because I think a lot of people are interested in that kind of stuff to know what is going on behind doors. I mean, Valve does something similar as well. Apple does something similar. Yeah, and they, they're very mysterious. Very smart and very intelligent people by bringing them out onto a project like that. Yep. That's just how it works. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm a little bit disappointed in, in the fact that they're now pointing fingers at like a global crisis. Not that it's not affecting them, it likely will. But this was one of the companies that was back when they were you know, full in their glory mm-hmm. was going to be the new Apple, was going to be the new big major company. Uh, it's going to be the company yeah. of the future. I remember reading so many threats about it on Reddit where they said that this company well, was going to was gonna be a, a billion. It, it is good news. Like, this is good news for somebody. This is good news mm-hmm. for Facebook because True. they're building an AR headset. And so to lose a competitor from the field, uh, yeah, and all these uh, experienced, uh, talented people as well that have been working on this yeah. uh, for some time. Um, but we've got to we've got to remember Hard that you know them. Magic Leap, you know they they amassed uh, two billion US That's dollars funny. in funding. You know, like that that is an incredible amount of money. Yeah. Um, and and only uh, last month they were actually trying to sell the company for ten billion. Mm. Uh, they were looking for buyers uh, in Google, Facebook, and right, Apple, yeah. which none of which actually transpired. So they were they were. You know, they, internally they were trying to get rid. Well, not trying to get rid of the company, yeah. but they were trying to sell off, yeah. and that didn't work out. And now they're in this situation yeah. now. But in the post, um, this is what they actually, uh, Ronnie Abovitz actually stated. So he said, uh, to prepare Magic Leap for the future, we have taken a close look at our business and are making targeted changes to how we operate and manage costs. This has made it necessary for us to make the incredibly difficult decision to lay off a number of employees across Magic Leap. And it's estimated that roughly around a thousand employees have been laid off at this point. How many employees do you, have, this do point. you have? Do you know that? I, I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that. But I wouldn't say... You know, maybe two thousand, so maybe like half of their workforce, Whoa. if not more, are, are gone. Um, and I would say, like you know, like you said, uh, Zim, you know, a lot of people, um, particularly around that sort of area, Facebook, Google, yeah. Apple, you know, there's not many people that are, you know, experienced people in the in in the AR and VR field. So to have this expertise floating around all of a sudden is a good opportunity for other Still companies hard. out there, and, and particularly. Yeah. 
developers as well. I think that a lot of these people could add something to your studio. Yeah. So if you're looking uh, for someone at the moment, you know, keep checking Twitter and, and LinkedIn for these people that are announcing that they yeah. were part of the, the Magic good, The good thing for them, actually, it, at this time where the world is, uh, if <laughs> because people are forced to be working remotely and all this, I think paying attention to social feeds is going to be even higher on people's radar. So their likelihood to pick up and join another company uh, is increased. So this is a good time, actually, yeah. for those employees. This could have happened, you know, five months earlier, mm -hmm. and those people could have struggled for a yeah. lot longer. O so Only do realize that in five years from now, you'll have a, a huge court case where they'll be suing people for company assets uh, that stuff that Magic Leap worked on. Oh, oh God, yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah. Well, the yeah. thing is, they're not yeah, dead, right? Not, before, the company we? isn't dead, right? No, and and, and, and the, no. the point is, I remember I went through um, global financial crisis with with, 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 a, with a major bank, and you have to take the cuts, right? At that time, it was like downsizing 350,000 staff to 250,000 staff, and it's like, that's 100,000 people. That's a huge cut to take. But if it's going to keep the business alive, right, Again, it's one of those things when you get into the business world, it's like you have to look at it in a almost in a non-personal way if you want the thing to survive. And so if Magic Leap are yeah. going to keep kicking, who says yeah. they aren't going to 10 years from now come back and take over the consumer market? Could, 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 well, could, be, could well be. Because like uh, continuing the blog post, um, it, they, Ronnie goes on to explain that adapting our company to these new market realities and our increased focus on enterprise means that we must align our efforts to focus on the areas of our business that advance our technology and ensure the delivery of Magic Leap 2 and expand product market fit and revenue generation. So basically, you know, where previously Magic Leap was going to be this consumer headset, um, they're now going back to let's focus on the enterprise and business, which has been something like you guys rightly said, that Microsoft have been doing from the exactly. beginning because they knew that the, the consumer market wasn't there. So when HoloLens 2 came out, and although we were like, oh, it kind of sucks that it's not consumer headset, completely smart because the consumer market isn't there right now. It just doesn't exist. Whereas, you know, business have got some real um, value that they can get out of using Absolutely. these headsets. And I know that the military, um, you know, they paid, uh, I, I know Ma uh, Magic Leap and HoloLens were both part of this bidding war in terms of like a military contract for yeah. the US. Um, and it was actually HoloLens that won it in the end. But that's going to be huge business uh, for military, you know, augmenting uh, soldiers' vision and other sort of um, yeah. bits and pieces. Give them the time to grow up as well. I mean, that's yeah. the other thing. Like, yeah. th this is the thing that differs in AR space is that the first application of AR isn't so much gaming. It's, you know, augmenting your day-to-day -day life, feeding information to the user and layering on. And that usually means, oh, I'm walking around the street, you know, where's the coffee shop nearest me? Uh, you know, I'm in combat and, you know, where's my enemy? Is that around the corner? Giving you that digital heads up display to say, you know, think about it, like in games, um, there's an enemy, you know, through that wall. How can you tell? Well, I've used a device to kind of feed information in my AR headset and I know exactly where the enemy is, you know, that kind of stuff. And makes finishing Half-Life Alex on hearts will make you better in like yeah. responding to <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, beat it in eight hours, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> a great example I heard of using AR in like a practical work sense was um, a train driver. Apparently, he has to, uh, or was it a lorry driver? I can't quite remember. But they have to do certain checks before they like embark on yeah. their journey, and they have to check like the wheels are, are right. You know, this the headlights are working, and all these kind of things. And it's like a checklist yeah. that they have to tick off and sign apparently before they leave. Yeah. And with the AR headset, it, all they had to do was physically look at the item, the headset, yeah. I mean, the headlights or the wheels, and it would tick it off on a, a digital list and send it off to the yeah. company oh. to say that he's done his checks. 
and and frees your hands up as well. I mean, it's a great part of having like a, you know, LED micro torch. It it almost works like an interactive manual in a way where, you know, you get to quickly check everything. Uh, Well, usually you would hold a paper and it's like, oh, okay, okay. And And now it's showing that interaction. To be honest, the original, at the the beginning of this, I I ran the original... Magic Leap video, which was kind of like what they promised to, to bring, right, in this in this kind of... And, and the, the coolest thing in that for me, as simple as it sounds, was like seeing your email pop up, be able to scroll through it, right, and just like select something, respond to it or whatever. Even just reading stuff in that way while you're walking around and yeah. doing other things is, again, it frees your hands up, means you don't have to be holding a device, you don't have to accidentally drop that device in the toilet or somewhere else inconvenient, you know, so it's it's helpful. And the, but I think what Nathy said there and sort of taking that one step further is like, you know, for me, like, say I want to um, change something on my car, you know, I lift up the car bonnet, <laughs> it scans the car engine, it knows what engine it is, brings up a Haynes manual yeah. straight away. You can change, you know, your light bulb or whatever we need to do because um, you've got everything augmented already. So th- I think it does have a huge future. But I just think, you know, particularly with the field of view, it's, it's much more important, the field of view in AR than it is in VR right now, mm-hmm. because I think once it reaches that point where it's like natural eye field of view, then, you know, yeah. it's going to be quick, incredible. Quick translation question there. You said Haynes manual. What is that? Uh, you know, like uh, car, car manuals? Uh, you've never seen those before? Like, a, it's, it's a, called a Haynes is manual. It, is it a brand uh, name? Yeah, like Haynes is a brand name. So it's, they do... Uh, manuals. The, yeah. The, the, the <laughs> manuals. <laughs> no, I, I only, only because if, I, if I'm thinking it, probably others are thinking it. Um, that's why I asked. But thank you, yeah. Mike. But actually, yeah. if you think about it... Uh, Augmented technology is a technique that is already very present right now. Uh, and it's going to be a technique or a technology that is going to be even far more persistent than virtual reality throughout the world. Mm-hmm. But if you think about, for example, an Oculus Connect, which we won't be going through this year, but each of our badges has like one of those QR codes, which you can scan in, in a way that's also mm-hmm. a form of an yeah. augmented technology it's... that is embedded in there. Um, like so. wear, wearable AR is just not consumer ready yet, no, of course. Uh, but yeah. uh, you know, using your phone is is definitely you know ready to go. And that's yeah, as Rowdy said, it's also AR. Uh, and and yeah. examples are, for example, like kids even can like get into it now, where they buy like this Lego set, and you can play uh, yeah. like this mysterious game together, where you bring. Uh, your Lego set to life or Snapchat or Instagram with these filters and things. It's like, it's, it's all AR. And actually kids yeah. may like eat that stuff up. Cause I, you guys know, I, I've got gamer kids, but uh, stuff like Pokemon go and the Jurassic park one, all that kind of stuff. Mm, like yeah, they love yeah, the yeah. AR feature of it. It's like, Oh man, I gotta, I, I want to see, yeah. you know, the, Minecraft one is also the size like, of my shed, you know, like that kind yeah. of thing. And it's interesting because I didn't know if they would hook to that, but I guess it ties into the whole like, creative side of the mind as talking well. Talking about but, talking mm. about eating stuff up, uh, Mike confused the entire chat because everyone is now talking about Heinz ketchup. <laughs> oh, Heinz. <laughs> Heinz. Yeah. Heinz. Heinz. Um, but yeah, you know, regardless of what you think of the company and the, and the product, you know, it's always sad yeah. people being laid off, you know, you know, people losing their jobs sucks. But yeah, like I said earlier, you know, if you're looking for someone in this industry, go look them up because there's going to be plenty of them around right now. Um, but I, I do think, um, you know, Rowdy made a good point earlier in that, 
this could deter investors in the future from other AR uh, and, and VR companies because they're all in immersive tech together yeah. and they do get confused and bundled up together sometimes. Yeah. So hopefully this doesn't have too much of a wider impact, but we'll it'll, it'll, yeah, you know, take yeah, time yeah. until we see the true it's, ramifications uh, of this. But, it's like it's not the only company that is kind of using the pandemic right now to kind of shift the focus to a problem that is a total different problem than their own. But yeah, Just yeah. what I'm saying is that it would have been nice to see that two billion dollars be split a bit more evenly on other companies that were also working yeah. on this kind of technology. Yeah, but that's not how it works, I guess. But uh... yeah, you can buy a lot of fish with that. <laughs> Every race has to have a winner, though. You know, already. So that's in the end true. of the day, yeah. you know, they, 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 maybe they would have been that company. Some just didn't turn their yeah. way. So that is uh, our hot topic this week: hot. Magic Leap. So that's the news and hot, hot topic Super done. Hot. Now, of course, <laughs> it's time to hand it over to Zim in his new spot at the end of the show to give you get you all fired up for what's coming you know next week that you can play in that's, VR and that's how we're going to send you off this week and from here on out in fact <laughs> with all the juicy games that you can play to get you hyped well, at the, end. Well, the, the, the good thing is we're going to cover a few a few different things I'm going to leave some surprises to, to future weeks as well but there's a few additional things going to come mm. in this segment so um, look out for the future um, let's start off uh, with one of my uh, you know you guys know I like Covering, covering kind of odd uh, releases, odd? and that, that's that's a way to say it. This that's, one is, know. this one's even odd for me. This one's odd. <laughs> oh, even odd for me. This one is this one is a, wow. a bizarre app that I can't wait to try. Cover cover your eyeballs. So this is Sound Self, a technodelic, and don't ask me please what a technodelic is. Um, but for thirty dollars, twenty five pounds, uh, you can go on essentially an altered state of consciousness journey um, on, on, on PCVR. So, 22nd of April, um, this app, SoundSelf, uh, can actually be enjoyed in 2D as well, oddly enough. Um, oh. But it is a menagerie of hypnotic lights, colors, and sounds uh, powered by your voice. That's the most interesting thing about this, I think. What? But yes, it's, it's meant to induce a kind of altered state of consciousness akin to, you know, uh, low-grade drugs. Um, so what happens in this is emergent music harmonizes with you as you navigate through strobing tunnels of light. Obviously, if you're uh, one of those unfortunate people who can't take pulsing lights, this app is not for you, because <laughs> that's what you're going to get. You get all kinds of crazy shapes and kind of this journey. Um, seeing some some kind of coverage of this game. The closest thing that I can say about SoundSelf is that it looks like a music visualizer that's obviously active and running off of your voice. Uh, but again, having gone through that ayahuasca game uh, not too long ago, it's, it's again something that induces this kind of state of being. And a lot of people are saying this is the right time for this to launch because people are looking for somewhere they can kind of go meditative. Uh, some people are saying if it's legal in your state or whatever, you know, you can add certain elements yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to your biology to help enhance the experience. Apparently, a little little bit does a long way, and uh, that's it. That's sound self. Would you guys have any so, interest in trying this app? So, so wait, wait, wait. So to kind of go down to its roots, it's like the Windows Media Player from back in the days that was showing these flashy <laughs> colors while you were playing uh, a track, but this time you're in it. Yeah, you're yeah. You're, you're the one I making sound. You're, you're, it's oh, like you're visual uh, ASMR, ASMR, but you're doing yeah. the sounds. Yeah. Wait, so I just yeah. do like sounds like ooh, ee, ooh, and then uh, then things happen. Those sounds you normally make for the podcast that piss us all off. Those sounds. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, the truth comes out. Um, but um, no, it's, it's like uh, they, they they encourage you to do mon- ma- mantras, right? Yeah. I think that's what the the, oh, the official yeah. term. Um, where it's like ohms and stuff like that, like to get into this like meditative mm. state. I've actually been looking into this app quite a bit. I haven't tried it yet. I have got it. I haven't tried it yet, but it looks really interesting. Uh, and what I've heard about it is like it's the closest thing you can get to taking like LSD without actually taking yeah, LSD. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like uh, I've yeah. never taken any sort of psychedelic drugs before, but I've heard that this will give you a <laughs> similar feeling. I was going to say, but I've heard that it's good. <laughs> I'm not taking yeah, drugs no, no, before, no, no, but no, I would. No, I wouldn't condone any oh. drug use, but this this looks interesting, you know, in yeah, that sense. Yeah. Well, you, you can't go to Amsterdam anyway, so uh, this uh, might be it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, are Brits allowed yeah. anymore? Because I thought a while ago they were, like, banning... Because Brits for a long time were, like, going to Amsterdam to get their drugs or whatever. But I think they stopped that, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think you can still go to Amsterdam. That's why yeah. the Brexit happened. Yeah, there's like a... <laughs> that's what, that's <laughs> what Brexit happened. We gotta stop this. All them kids, those naughty kids. Uh. All right, anyway. So, uh, that was the first one that was Sound Self, a Technodelic. As I said, I'd love it if someone could describe to me exactly what that word means. But, uh, yeah, we'll leave that for another time. Uh, next up, another odd name for a, uh, for, for a title, and one that I, I'm very interested in. Would you guys be interested in Subscription Beat Saber? Because uh, that's what this is. <laughs> this is a puppy on a treadmill. No, this is Supernatural, uh, available on Quest. A really compelling and I think quite. Um, uh, it, 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 it's a it's a challenging kind of business proposal. Would you be willing to pay nineteen dollars? That's basically twenty dollars or fifteen pounds a month for an exercise app. Um, now. Bear with me. Bear with me for a moment. So Supernatural is a complete and connected fitness service for VR. That's how they tagged us. But these are, the, these are the things that might get you interested. Okay, first off, a new 20 to 30 minute workout every day. Expert coaching from real trainers. Music from world popular artists. And um, workouts set in beautiful destinations. With a free trial for 30 days to check it out. Uh, if you're interested in... Beat Saber with bats and balls instead of sabers and blocks. Uh, I think this is actually, although I'm very anti-subscriptions, uh, I think this thing, this weird, weird name for it, Supernatural, um, I think it's maybe for maybe for me as well. It's one of those things where if you were paying a gym subscription and all of a sudden you did this, if they keep up the content, it's very expensive, so, but so like, what do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, and I... I, I completely understand why the community are like, get rid of this, you know, I understand. <laughs> yeah, it's been very because divisive, like 20, very divisive. $20 a month is a, a lot, lot of money. money. And if you're spending that on a gym membership, you've got to remember that at a gym, you can work out like every part of your body. You know, you can do different yeah. weights. You've, you've got like trainers there, you've got showers, you've got, you know, maybe a swimming pool at your, your gym. This is something that you're going to do always at home. And I get it. I like the idea but I just think it's just too much money right now. I think they could. Have, I agree. They should have stripped Half this back price. to five. If 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 they'd have done five dollars a month, I think it would have been a really interesting concept, and I think it would have been an easier sell. And the thing is, they're justifying it by saying, "Well, we want all these artists involved, and we want this high level of quality." But you're delivering something that no one ever asked yeah, it's for. Too, it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like you should have tested the market yeah, first yeah. because. I, I, but do you think they bought Beat Saber? The do you think they bought Beat Games so that they could put this out? I don't think so. But I, don't think I so, do, no, I, I, don't I think do so. find it really compelling because I was thinking about it and I'm like, okay, right now you can't go to the gym. Interesting. So that's why, yeah. again, another app that's really well-timed, I think. And the second thing is, actually, if you're traveling, if you're a globetrotter and you can't have a gym, 
then you can bring your quest with you on the plane. You can you the wooden planes fly again, but you can bring it with you. It's the gym that travels with you. And for people like my wife who use the quest primarily as an exercise machine, I think there's a compelling corner here. I, like I, I, you I, say, I disagree with that, and I'll explain why. Um, first off, right. I think the price is ridiculous. I, I don't <laughs> think a subscription model for this kind of stuff like works at this point at all. Second off, they're advertising this as a, as a replacement of the gym. Just like Mike just said, it is not a replacement of the gym. I don't know where they get this from, uh, but what I've seen in, in, in the advertisement, it doesn't look anything like anything you would do at the gym. If you want to lose a few kilos, sure, you can, you can probably do that with this app, but you can also do that if you just buy a pistol whip and you play that for an hour every day. That's if you problem. play Beat Saber for an hour every day, you'll yeah. have the same amount of exercise than what oh. I've seen in this app. And I don't think that at this point in time, any virtual reality game can replace or a virtual reality mm. experience can replace an entire gym. If you yeah. want to get fit, you need to go to the gym or you need to go and do something else outside. You don't go and play virtual reality games. Mm -hmm. You might get a better health and it's, I'm not saying it's not healthy and you probably can lose some kilos and that kind of stuff by playing a lot of VR mm -hmm. games, mm -hmm. but it's not going to replace a gym. No. So the entire thing of like, oh, we need a subscription model because it but could replace the gym. It's, it just doesn't but okay, work. Okay, so, but you're saying replace the gym. Like what if you're like, I hate gyms. I hate gyms. I would not go to a gym. I used to do climbing wall. That was as far as it was going to go. I was not going to do gym equipment. It's okay. repetitive. It's boring. Like if you're someone who exercises and is willing to exercise with VR, I think the the, the point that you mentioned about there's other apps that are yeah, fixed why, why price not that you can keep. Yeah, why not? Why not buy five of ten different apps, <laughs> yeah. right? And do that and instead of this more fun. Yeah. But it's, if it's different every day, and, that's the thing. Like, can they keep this going is my question. If they don't sell enough, like, But when do you point, get they, bored of, of playing Beat Saber? Or when do you get really bored of playing yeah. Beat Saber? Well, you do. It's you new do, every time. That's why people so, so, go, went and got new music <laughs> and injected so, so, it. So, so, mm -hmm. so, so, wait, wait, wait. wait. I'll, say some, I'll say something quickly. Like, so I, I will condone <laughs> any app that promotes anyone to move around and, and be active in VR. Like, I think it's great. You know, people mm -hmm. losing weight in VR, I think, is an, an amazing thing. But I think that Beat Saber and Pistol Whip you know, when you integrate your into that, which is free via SideQuest, which can track all your calories, yeah. you know, it has a mobile app, has Good a point. watch app even. It does all that for free and you're just paying the one-off price of the game or any additional DLC for like music tracks. But what I, I just think it's too early yeah. for such an expensive well, subscription model. And I do admire what they've got you know, planned here, but I just, I just think that no one's really asking for no. this or wants it. Well, what about, what about Nathan's favorite uh, exercise? Yeah, app? Well, so Half-Life Alex exercise has a, there's well, certainly it, a It can be that. a very, it can be a very good exercise, but as Rowdy said, like every VR game, if you really get into it, you can, but you know, at a gym, you can train all, all body parts. And, and in this one, it's still specific because you, you do certain moves and that's it. But what I want to say about this, this, uh, this application is that, what I thought is very interesting about it is that you have a coach that, you know, uh, excites you to work out. And if someone could build an entire, you know, experience around that, that would be fun. But what Rowdy says, you know, the price too expensive. They are very confident, apparently. They think that the content they offer is enough to keep people going. Uh, it could, you know, uh, uh, shoot back into their face, just like with Space Junkies, you know, where the price was so high. And then that can, you oh, know, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, have the launch, you know, bring the launch in trouble. Um, but what blows my mind the most, the first time I saw this popping up on the internet, is that, yes, this game, 
looks like Beat Saber and it pretty much plays like Beat Saber with some new elements to it. But how the heck, how the freaking heck did this get approved on the store with Facebook just buying Beat Games? But that's why I'm, that's and then, why I'm saying. And then it's on there. Like, I, I how? Yeah. How, did, how, did, how did they pull it I'll out? You how, did they I'll just you how. pay them? They paid them a lot of money. I'll of tell you how. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a money changing hands thing. I think it is a California culture thing. Because if anyone knows, like, the Bay Area and stuff, people are, like, fitness nuts. And so to have an app like this feed that, I don't think if you had, like, the headquarters of VR out of Beijing, London, anywhere else, I don't think this would have floated. I don't think this would have floated. I don't think so. Uh, I, but I'd be really interested in, in Beat Games' response to this. Um, it's just, I... The, the, thing, the, the thing is, like, all our arguments about this game is kind of a mute point anyway, because we can't actually play no, this game. Oh, yeah. it's, it's only available in US and Canada. <laughs> that's, that's, so all, I, all, all us, all us oh, Europeans uh, and those in the UK are screwed yeah, anyway. It, We're locked it, out of this just, game. And apparently it's due to music licensing. It, it's just like so. marketing-wise, this... The, this this confused me so much, just so much. I was first like, where is this coming from? What is this? This looks like something I know that is very popular. And then suddenly people talk about, no, but this is totally different. Then like the entire like enterprise community in the VR scene loves it. But then the consumer side of things is like, what the heck is this on our store? So yeah. it's like all these, these different like scenes clashing together saying like yeah but this is bad and others say like yeah you really need to try it and then you will understand why you have to pay those 20 bucks i can't even try it right now so i, I can't tell you if it's actually good or not so, so one thing we can try uh, uh, being where we live is we can try the tr the, the tutorial really good actually i heard in, uh, in, in, in the in the uh, in the uh, in the comments in Oculus Home, that was one of the things I decided against quoting it. But they were they were really positive about the tutorial for some reason. So I'm glad that you mentioned mm -hmm. it's playable, so we can actually yeah. chew into it. Sure, I'm sure. Funny. We should we should we should try it and talk you, about you know it. Yeah, we, 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 we all get like a free subscription and we all try it. We absolutely love it. <laughs> we're like raving <laughs> we, at it. We're like might, dogging it. Like. It might be the case. Yeah, it's that, it has, it's happened before. It, we have you turned on things before. It, it can't yeah, happen. But, as uh, I as I said, as, as I said, like there 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 are always you know certain mechanics in every game, every experience <laughs> that you know lead to something new. And as I said, that coach part that intrigues me, and I'm interested in that because I'm someone. Just look at me. Just look at me. It's like I'm I'm not ready. I'm not ready working out uh, if I have to. See, okay? but works. if I have someone saying like, "Come on, dude! Like you yeah, can do this and do that." Side. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, that, that like part, I'm the same way. I'm the same yeah, way. I'm spaghetti yeah, so, arms. Don't worry, it's okay. Yeah, 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 we got two yeah. of us here. But, but, but my, my my point is that instead of going and getting like you know Ronda whatever from the well-established brand that does yoga, you know, and is all this like big high flyer in the VR fitness in the fitness world, just get some random coach to do give like the commentary at the beginning and offer it as a free thing and see phase yeah. people in. Don't get people to pay for the premium <laughs> stuff. Yeah, no, 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 I, yeah, but they did that totally. with the VR gyms anyway. Yeah. Remember, like black box and stuff. Like they're like, we want to give them the, we want to you know emulate yeah. the VR experience. Yeah, like the, people tend. And I, I see this in, in a lot of the, uh, in this space, because it's bleeding edge tech, oftentimes you see entrepreneurs like go the whole hog. They're like, we're going to, we're going to pitch to go the whole mile. So, so this, same, yeah. this, uh, this application came from within VR, right? And within, and within yeah. what did they make before? I'm not completely up to date with, uh, they oh. have done some other stuff too. So maybe their background also explains their, 
their way of doing this now uh, because as I said before, they are very confident. They think it works. They're not just putting the subscription on there and think like, ah, you know, it's too expensive. No, no one is going to do it. Apparently, they see the chance that this is going to work and we're not a month in yet. So we don't know what is going to happen, but it's hard to keep uh, content up, keep the, because it's very, it's a lot of money. That's like a VIP subscription. So you need to offer a lot of stuff to keep people in there. Let me, let me ask you guys, what, what subscriptions do you actually pay for now? Uh, subscriptions? Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Apart from Google, your premium Google subscriptions <laughs> to, uh, to go, to go it's hub. It's free this month. I, I, I pay for uh, the multiplayer add-on to PSVR, which I probably shouldn't. That's probably one of the PS, yeah, like the the the, uh, the annual okay. subscription you pay for that. I don't mm -hmm. pay for the same yeah. for Switch, which is really weird because I play Switch way more. But you but. pay for an added service, yeah. right? That's what you pay for because yeah. you don't have access to that in any other way. But I still don't see this app as delivering something that I couldn't do in a probably easier and cheaper way in something else. Why don't they pivot it? Like, mm -hmm. I, I think it would be smart for them to pivot this and basically say your only entry isn't subscription. You could, yeah. you could have, like, for instance, make the base app free. Give them free. one yes. thing a month, yes. right? Out of the 30 yes. you're generating. And then people get a taster. And they uh -huh. actually can keep coming back and be like, you know, have a couple of tastes of it. And then they're like, oh, I'm, I bought in. Because that's the thing. In those 30 days, irrespective of the geographical lockout, in those 30 days, you you need to convince me to pay for your subscription. Yeah, well, that's what they think is going to work. But that, look, look yeah. this business, if this is going to work, now is the time. If this is going to work, if Supernatural is going to take off, this is the perfect Petri dish for this experiment. Well, and true. Like, yeah, from the I'm, time to better. So, so someone made a, I just want to, I just want to share this comment from the chat. Someone made a really great <laughs> observation. They said, the great thing about Netflix is you can share it with multiple users taking advantage of one subscription. So does that mean that if one of us gets a subscription, <laughs> we can share it all together? Well, I've, I've, it's funny though, like I've never heard us being so triggered about a one year know, application that is, that is like a fitness app. But um, I, yeah, I do think I do think we should try the tutorial and and come back we come will. back to this. Uh, I would we love will. to try the full yeah. version too, but I'm not gonna get into VPNs to do this. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not gonna do uh, a VPN. And I'm also no. not gonna pay Actually, twenty bucks to find I, out what the next content is gonna be. But I have a VPN. I am curious. I can, I can share with you, Nathy, if you really want. To. <laughs> you share with all of us. Oh, your VPN. Oh, you want to share? We share the VPN. We can share a VPN subscription as well. Dude, I'm gonna just you know when I come back as like this buffed up dude. It's like what happened? Yeah, no, I played Supernatural. I hate it. You know, you know, I spent. Why only one arm? Uh, anyway, okay, let's go. So yeah, and I can also watch all the American Netflix now. <laughs> no, but I, uh, I, I think what we're gonna see is a drop in price. Maybe to go first for like maybe fifteen bucks and then ten bucks. But yeah, subscription mm. stuff in VR is a very unknown territory. So you gotta salute them for trying, and they will have data to find out what's going to happen. But again, what blows my mind is that this app can just exist next to Beat Saber on the Oculus Quest. I cannot believe my eyeballs that this is happening. That you can just kind of mm. copy paste Beat Saber to a certain degree. It has its own unique features but it's still looking like Beat Saber and it, in the core, it plays like Beat Saber. Yeah. And then Oculus especially just when, improving that. <laughs> especially when Oculus previously said that um, they would reject apps that were too similar yeah, to yeah, apps yeah, that were yeah, already on the store. Yeah, that's something it. Happened. Yeah. Something happened. Something happened. Actually, if the developers are listening, a great idea from the chat still before I let Sim continue. It's uh, Elbagdol Wonk says, 
the LSD game and this should get together. They should call it Fitness Trip. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Who wouldn't yeah. pay for that? Maybe you get bags of stuff coming to your front door. Only in certain geographics. Anyway. <laughs> okay. This is nuts. Well, uh, to be continued. To be, to continued. be continued. Yes, yeah. please. Let's move on well, to our triggered. now we'll third title in half an hour. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys. Right. Uh, okay. So um, this one comes as no surprise, seeing as we're featured in the bloody game. <laughs> uh, Pixel Rip, thank you for uh, for putting F Reality Boys in there. Much yeah. appreciated. And yeah, now, now you should buy. Now we're biased because you know we're in there. So this is <laughs> not best at all. Ever. I, I, I almost <laughs> had I almost had the uh, previous game as my uh, game of the year for 2018. It got very oh. very close. Um, okay. And and I I think that if you are into if you're looking for challenging gameplay from the era of the first generation of consoles. Uh, doused in a nostalgic uh, blend uh, across myriad games, um, this is something you should check out. It it, it does something that other um, other titles really haven't uh, done much of, and they've released on a whole ton of platforms. So they've they've, they've done this uh, Pixel Rip 1995 on PSVR, uh, PC VR, Quest. Uh, it's available for twenty dollars. Um, I loved Anna uh, her statement uh, saying it was a it was a quick miss. They should have priced it for nineteen ninety five. They went for nineteen ninety nine. Um, <laughs> Fifteen forty pounds. This is out since the twenty third of April, so um, yeah. it's back. It's a brand new uh, experience for game within a game. And if you haven't tried something like this in VR before, it's uh, there aren't there aren't too many VR games like it. That's Maybe it. virtual virtual reality, um, the original Pixel Ripped. You know, there's not there's not gorgeous. too many that. Well, it, it looks great. You guys have actually played it, so I'm going to shut up well, and let you guys talk about this one because I haven't had a chance yet. So, so first of all, uh, what you're saying is that you know, if, if, if you like that genre, then it's it's for a for a certain audience it that is, for a is really audience. into into games. Um, but what I want to say straight off the bat is that if you have not played the first Pixel Rip game, yeah, then this is an absolute blast. If you own an Oculus Quest you're gonna have the time of your life because the first one wasn't on Quest. But if you have played the first one and you now play the second one because the story continues, then, well, in my opinion, from my perspective, it did lose its charm a little bit because uh, a lot of the things that were super magical in the first one are getting reused in the second one. And you're like, yeah, I have seen this before and this mechanic yeah it, it it's it's a part of pixel ripped yeah. but you got to innovate to step up your game and i felt like this one was you know quite secure Com- comfortable yeah, yeah yeah like very preserved in terms of gameplay mm-hmm. and that's not because the team doesn't want to do it uh, apparently that's what we heard it had everything to do with you know how much time they had to finish this up and of course you have a budget to work with yeah. but yeah i don't know it, it's an okay game but it's not as it wasn't as good as the first one and i do compare it to the first one because as i said the story continues so it's fair to do so yeah yeah i, I certainly agree with what nate is saying here as well like um you know the game within the game mechanics of the first one uh, were really amazing because you had this handheld Game Boy that you were looking at. Whereas now, because of the era is 1995, they've switched consoles, so you're predominantly sitting in front of a TV with a controller, and it it misses some, it loses some of that magic of like just putting the Game Boy away and looking up at the teacher, for example, in that mm-hmm. level where you know you had to distract the teacher so you could play the Game Boy in, in your classroom. <clears throat> that was really really cool. So it, it misses some of that magic. Also, what I found was that. 
I, I also agree that with Nathy that it wasn't as good as the original. Uh, but I also found that because some of the uh, games that they're paying tribute to, uh, and there's some amazing classics yeah. in there, by yeah. the way, like, like The Legend of Zelda, Alien 3, Mortal Road, Kombat, Road Rash. Um, Road yeah, Rash. Uh, uh, yeah uh, uh, some, uh, uh. some amazing classics in there. But they stick to those original game um, mechanics so tightly that they miss out on some fun. So a good example of this is that there's a Streets of Rage uh, type uh, level uh, in there. Um, and it's stuck to like the original Streets of Rage format in that you can only punch and, and do like a, a jumping mm-hmm. kick. You can't pick up any weapons. You can't throw barrels. You can't do a kick. You can't do any special moves. And this is this drags on for yeah, a good sort of 10, 15 minutes and it gets pretty repetitive and dull. Not, not that just point. that, it's like the combination of you playing the video game and then in the real world you got to do some stuff, but it's the same thing you have seen before. So imagine exactly. you could suddenly a barrel spawns in real life and you can throw it through the screen onto enemies. It's just an example, how, but there was so much you could have done in that, you know, space. How's the level of difficulty? Because I found the original one to be quite challenging and i liked uh, that it was a challenging kind of retro <laughs> uh, road or it's not as hard it's not as hard. it's it as you said like, the, the the street of rage level like especially at the end that level was like over the moon difficult for me at least like i could not get past certain enemies because they are very ambitious in terms of difficulty um but in this one yeah like the start is quite easy uh, I, I, I think a good point to make is that if you fail that level, yeah. you have to start and almost from the like, beginning that's again. That's the classic video game part. That, that is classic but video game. But it's annoying. Games, it can be yeah. annoying. Yeah, true. It's, it's annoying um, when you feel like it's the game design rather than, but, you know, you. So um, I do want to give it some credits. Maybe not in terms of gameplay. Yeah. I think the gameplay, as I said, was just reserved. Uh, if you have never played Pixel Ripped, again, you're going to have a blast. If you have played the first, then yeah, the second one is, you know, okay-ish. But uh, storytelling-wise they have improved a lot because in the first there wasn't that much going on uh, with the dialogue and in this one they they seem to have leveled up uh, there is mm. much more uh, attention to to the story now where mm. the characters are interacting more with you and you get to learn more about the character you're playing uh, so I think on that side, and that's very important, you know, with games, mm. is that that uh, um, you know the story has been improved. They still have a long way to go, mm. but this is like this is like an indie developer uh, maturing yeah. slowly to the next, you know, uh, station. Yeah. But uh, this one was, yeah, I don't want to say it was a, an, an unnecessary game to have, but it's like if it would have been longer in development and they would have really tried to change it up, then it would have existed. And now because this game is 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 in the market, it will be hard to bring out another one. You know what I mean? Because we have seen this mm-hmm. now, but if people have played these two and they're kind of, you know, they have seen it. Kind of done with it. How, how are you going to, because they that's what they are that's lifting on, on yeah. that returning consumer. And I don't know if they can do it with another one because this one, yeah. As I said, it's not like I'm, whoa, I want to have another Pixel Rip game now. Well, the first one made me excited for the next sequel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with Nathy that, um, you know, a few months polish, um, adding just some extra bits of, of fun and, and harking back to classic games. Like there's a beat-em-up section, for example, like a classic beat-em-up where... Again, you only have like a punch and kick move, whereas it would have been nice to add like a, you know, like a, a special move or a finishing yeah. move just to add that extra little bit that you think, oh, this is just really, yeah. really cool, you know, but just kind of misses you- that extra part. But I think overall, like the feeling of nostalgia and playing those games, like especially if you if you did 
you were a big fan of playing games as a kid, you know, um, it definitely gives you that. And I, I would give it real credit there. And I did enjoy playing it. Um, but it's kind of one of those games that I would just say, like, play it on a, like a, a lazy weekend, just play uh, it in one session, like three hours yeah. done. And, How's and the audio design? Because in the first that I really appreciated, especially towards like the, the end, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but you're picking up kind of like crystals or something that the sounds were really well done, really, yeah, very, very well mixed. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, and you get that like retro. That's all I ask of this uh, kind of game, actually. As I said, I haven't played it, but like what I want approaching a game like that is um, it's a little disappointing to hear that they haven't gone for more uh, divergent gameplay, new tricks, right? Because I was I was a little bit worried they were going to be flogging a dead horse. This was one of the Oculus Share games from back in the day. You could download and like you got this little teaser of a demo back in the day, and then they actually came out with the game. Ages afterwards, three, four years. That's why the first one did so well. I think well. that's why, yeah, yeah, that's why it was, it was so good because it was like refined and polished yeah. over a, a concept that was over three yeah. years. And but that's why one, I, think I mean, it's so old, right? Pixel, <laughs> Pixel Rift was one of those games that um, it was originally, you, when you downloaded it, it was Pixel Rift. Pixel Rift. And they ah, were yeah. forced to change their name or were asked to change their name. Like, uh, some other titles like <laughs> Ocean Rift, I'm sure, also dude, were asked to change and, and had already published Dude, it's, published it's crazy. Like, I, I went back onto my channel and the first time I played the game on a video was, uh, I think it was six years ago. Yeah. yeah same. And then I also played the Halloween update because there was also a Halloween <laughs> update where uh, you were, were sitting in the classroom with like witches coming by and... Um, yeah, it, it was one of the most successful Oculus Share demos. And as Mike said, that's what the whole concept was built on. But I felt like this new game needed a new concept too. Uh, and it's not like they don't want to go the full mile. But it, it's just like, you know, you really got to look at, okay, what's possible? If this game was a little shorter, but they would have put more time into the other levels, then I think it would have been fine. But there are just certain parts where you're like, yeah, just let me just play through this and get to the next part where I might get surprised again. Yeah, yeah, got mm. it. I had a question for you guys on this. Uh, obviously, there's some, like, collectible trading cards or something in the game. Like, who else did you see as you're going through the game, other uh, creators and stuff? Uh, well, I played the Quest version, so I didn't no, see I any of them because they're not in the Quest version yeah. yet. Oh. Uh, I think the, the the game cards, the game hero cards, which have, like, VR content creators on them, uh, including many of us, um, are in the Steam version of the game. I think they will come to the Quest yeah. version, but... Oh, okay, yeah. okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Platform well, limited. But I, I think it's good to, you know, um, you know, get this feedback, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to use it. Um, it's just, you know, it's hard where... You know, I like we all know Anna very well. You know, we have met her at Oculus oh, yeah. Connect. We know she's very ambitious <laughs> yeah. about this stuff. She put everything she has into it. This whole story is basically based on her life, um, and 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 that makes it, it. It's almost like you know, it's like a, a your baby is is you know beautiful, but also a little bit ugly uh, in 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 some ways. Yeah. Um, but but again, I, I do it's think like that the, uh, the barrier has been put so high with the first game that it's always going to be hard to top it with a second one in a similar true. kind of style. Uh, and I think that's no, yeah. that's not a bad no, thing. No, it's no. just because the, no. the first one is so good. I think that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like you say, it is hard because, you know, we are all friendly with these people, but I think, you know, we have to be, you know, given given the criticism yeah, where no, it's due. And I think even like, actually, if you're, you know, friends with developers and you have, you know, you you have sat at a bar with them sometimes or, you know, had a fun time. Put doing the karaoke, armor on. You know, <laughs> who uh, hasn't put the helmet then, on? Then, then like, in my, like, usually I'm a little bit more critical. 
because they they can mm. use it and it will improve mm. their games and maybe their sales and stuff. So yeah, exactly. That's what friends do, you know. Yeah, don't be. Give I think it's a very good feedback. point. Like, don't be short-sighted when you're giving criticism. No, you know? no true. So. Mm. Oh, great. Uh, I'm going to just run a couple of uh, very short trailers here to flag some of the stuff that's um, out, but I'm not covering in detail. So things that uh, that you might have missed. The Morrigan okay. uh, was an excellent like RPG. That's just come to Rift, um, and I would say was one of the better RPGs uh, that I've played. Very cool, stylized game. Um, it was early access, I think, when I played it, and there were still some bits of the game not finished uh, but if you are looking for something that's going to give you a couple of hours and you're missing that kind of RPG feel, it's a really nice indie game. So that's one that just came to Rift, and I think you might have missed. Nice. Uh, one more, an oldie, but a goodie. And we're going to guess this. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not just Supernatural that's uh, vying for the title of an exercise beat game. Anyone going to guess what this one is? Fit VR. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, uh. Audio Shield has has landed Uh uh, on Quest, uh, which is interesting because they almost fell apart, the Steam release and the previous uh, Oculus Home release, because of the conflict uh, with using kind of YouTube linkage and stuff. But this one, again, looks very familiar. In fact, the triangles from Supernatural are present here. I don't know why (laughs) those have the exact same symbol. (laughs) These games are like a bunch of inbreds. Uh, Just keep back and forth trading things, you know, so... This one, interesting, they have brought in uh, music, and they and again, for a Quest game, I think it was one of the original, like, powerhouses, um, but I think it's very, it's, it's going up against some very steep, you know, competition. Yeah, it's hard to compete. Hard in to fact, compete. Uh, Dylan Fitchwer reached out, he was the guy behind Audio Surf once, once upon a time, I was a real fan of that dev, uh, and I kind of, I was asking him to do a VR game, and then he came out with Audio Shield, and he's like, a year later, he tweets me, and he's like, hey, guess what, you guessed it right, I couldn't tell you then. <laughs> And I was like, ah, that's awesome. And he brought it out, loved it in the time. I think it hasn't aged particularly well. But uh, Questers, look out for that one. You might But you might enjoy custom it. songs. Custom songs, exactly. Custom song support is interesting. You can, you can load with that. Um, other thing, this one I think I take as a bit of, a, a bit of bad news. Uh, I don't have a trailer for this one. Space Channel 5. Um, if you're looking for something on Space PlayStation, launched about a month ago, it's already being discounted by Sony by 30%. It's gotten not great reviews, uh, but if you were really looking to dance your feet off, then Space Channel 5 is there. Well, I've been waiting for the yeah, video. No, that, that, well, Where is it? Well, this, like, actually, this now you mention this, uh, they reached out to me to play it, so this explains why this whole thing is going on. I'm going to save the freaking world. <laughs> By dancing, I can't wait it, to see it, that. It's honestly, we're in a race now, because uh, I'm, I'm going to play Space Channel 5. Uh-oh. That's why I got... I, like, oh, you haven't played it either. Play it, that's when my move controllers died. So well, I had, that's where, that's where I had my, to cancel the, my event. Well, that's where my eye died, so hey... Your what died? Oh, your eye. eye. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> like I was. I had it planned, but then my eye decided to go right. on a different so if, journey. If so. you want to watch some skinny white dudes smash the Sicilian beats, <laughs> coming up soon. Oh, you know what we should do? If What's you that? play the game and I play it, we should sync it up and then dance put off. it next to each other so we look at who has the best dance moves. Do it in a green right. screen and then put it in the club. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Rado just have a couple of beers and judge. <laughs> yeah, oh sure. my god! Okay, <laughs> you we got like a show. <laughs> we got with this show. Maybe we got Damn. an idea brewing. Last thing, uh, but not okay. least, uh, if you're into battle royale games, uh, Virtual Battlegrounds finally has come out, and lots of people have been talking very nicely about this game. Uh, who are into 
BR uh, titles. So if you are into Battle Royale and you've uh, been enjoying maybe some PUBG or something non-VR just tiding over until the next uh, Battle Royale game kicks off, then uh, check out Virtual Battlegrounds. That launched about a week and a half ago as well. So that's it for releases this week, but I thought I would give you some uh, trailers at the end. Look forward to next week when we will be um, putting the lads through a bit of a test, a test of time, Ooh. and take some trailers from years ago and see if these lads know their games. I'll, so look I'll out forward nice. to that at the end of next week's show. Next I week. have to say I'm very okay. competitive, so th- th- it, oh. might, it might be the last podcast well, next week. I'm, 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 Good luck, Rowdy. So I, I'm that guy that because you guys are becoming competitive, I just have to be a two. <laughs> yeah well what's the prize is yeah just pride see right but uh as long as Rowdy doesn't okay. fall on his face like uh like that time with the uh with the clay manufacturing the pottery one uh then that yeah, he'll be can, fine he'll be fine you you you, you, you can win cool. a copy of supernatural and two uh base stations with a serial code on them. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. Let's see. Uh, what do we awesome. What do we do here? I guess I, I say, Mike, uh, time to wrap up the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we could probably take a, a question or two. Um, so if you want uh, to ask us anything yeah. about the show or you you like the new format, let us know. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Just why I recap the show times, which I don't do at the beginning anymore, which I now do at the end. So just a reminder: this is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. You can also catch the show live in VR using big screen TV, which is totally amazing. You should totally go and try that out sometime. The show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Also, go and check out the audio version. Rowdy works really hard on making that sound beautiful for your ears on your commute or while you're staying at home now, you know, chilling out on your lockdown. You can listen to the show uh, on your uh, iPhone or whatever. And make sure you subscribe and like Like, this video. Like the video. Because uh, we're really... Really, really appreciate it. And it helps out. If you want to support us, that's the best way of doing it. Just liking and as you said, like, leave come like like feedback if you want right now in the chat. But if you're tuning in later and you're watching this video and it's not live anymore, just leave it in the comments. Also, if you're yep. interested in any of these fine fellas, I know you are. Uh, then at the end, we've got a special little end card so you can see our socials. <laughs> Go follow us and stalk us Aww. like you crazy internet, crazy bat people do. Nice. <laughs> exactly, because we post a lot mm. there as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, actually, the comments have been, been, uh, uh, been very positive. A lot of people like the new changes. Oh. Uh, a lot of people like to see what we've done uh, during the past two weeks uh, and that they all hope that we continue doing so. Mm. Look forward nice. to guests. Nice. Glad to have I'm you I'm looking back, forward guys. to our guest yeah. spots. Thank it's you. been like too long that we've not had them. And uh, so guests, get ready. Warm your engines. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We've got some we've got some really interesting guests lined up. So um, yeah, look forward to uh, to sharing that more. Um, so yeah, have a great week in VR. Uh, enjoy some of the games that we've been talking about. If you do check out Supernatural, let us know on next week's show. We'll probably try uh, the tutorial ourselves. Uh, but until then, have a great week. Stay safe and bye bye for now. Bye bye. See you later. Bye bye. Take care.